Coming at you live from the mean streets of downtown Knoxville. Why, it is Dead and Lovely, your favorite horror movie review podcast in all the known multiverse. Here with the host with the most, it's me, Downtown Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. (laughs) We are recording our very first episode from our new temporary apartment. Yeah. In Knoxville, we're right here on the mean streets. Yeah. They are me. I parked a couple blocks away, and on my way here, nobody complimented me. Oh, mean no. Streets. They're very mean. Mean. Very, very mean. How's your commute over here? Does it beat driving out to the middle of yes. the fucking country yes. where I used to live? Yes, it beats that by a bajillion. <laughs> it's like uh, my normal trip would have been get to downtown, then start to your house. Then get to my house. Yeah. Now yeah. it's get to downtown, done. Get out of the core, <laughs> Yeah. and you're here. Yeah. I gotta tell you, man, we've been here for, you know, maybe four days. We're still kind of unpacking. There's boxes and stuff. There's still stuff we haven't moved in yet, but this downtown life's getting pretty good to me. It's fucking cool, it's man. It's getting pretty good like to me. I like this apartment a lot. I love city apartments, but this one in particular, I like I like its setup. Yeah, me too. You got this great view of the street. Plenty of natural cool light. Shit. Yeah. Awesome. I got that, that male strip club across uh, the yeah. way from me. I watch them <clears> practice <throat> all day, <clears throat> every day. Yep. <laughs> got to practice stripping. I think what I start doing is I go, <laughs> yeah, stripper practice. Stripper it's practice. <laughs> it made sense when I said it. <laughs> I think what I do is I stand in front of the window and I uh, learn all their moves and I'm doing them too. Yeah. And then eventually they're going to look over and be like, we need to give that new young guy a shot. Mm-hmm. Magic Mike 3. Because they're also all older than XX me. XX medium. I'm 35 and they're like, give that young guy a try. <laughs> they're the veterans. The young guy. Yeah, exactly. I'm the new one on the yeah. force, you know? You come in, they're like, hey, rookie. <laughs> yeah, they're like real mean. Again, mean streets yeah. right there. Then something happens and you have to give them your stripper badge and gun. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I hope that everything audio-wise is good here. Uh, they're, you know, sure we're pretty be. close to some windows near yeah. a, a big street here, so you guys might yeah. hear some like cars driving by and stuff like Certainly that. Certainly possible. Hey, if you don't like it, we're going to give you a 100% refund mm-hmm. on what it costs you to listen mm-hmm. to this episode. Yep. You just send uh, Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, yep. 60652. Yep. And just let him know. He'll send you. Scruff McGruff is our accountant. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously. Well, the, he, it is known. It's me, Scruff McGruff. <laughs> Dude, I got to tell you, man, it's been pretty dope being able to just walk down the stairs, go out our door, and walk to... All of our favorite restaurants and stuff like Dude, that. Seriously, like you, you can step out of here and get some of the best beer in Knoxville. You yeah. can get some of the best food in Knoxville. Uh huh. And you don't even have to get in your car. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, I'll tell you, that's one, what city living is. One other little perk that I hadn't really taken into account: we walked to dinner last night, mm-hmm. had a great meal. Yeah. Then we walked back here to the apartment, picked up the dog, uh-huh. and we walked over to Postmodern, our favorite cocktail bar yeah. here downtown. Go get a cocktail. And we both got properly fucked up. And you don't have to worry about it. Because nobody had to drive home. Yeah. Especially because you got Zora. Like, yeah. on the way back, nobody's going to fuck with you. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah Totally fine. <laughs> so, pretty awesome, man. It's just one of those like little perks that I didn't really think about. It's like, oh, yeah, nobody has to be DD when you walk. Yeah, it's the best. We're all D-dubs, yeah. designated walkers. Dude, anytime somebody's having a big party, even mm-hmm. if it's like at their place and I have to take you know a five-minute Uber or whatever. Yeah, no big deal. No big deal. Yeah. Kate and I can both go get fucked up hammered if we want Not to, have to worry about and then take home. an Uber back. Mm-hmm. It's so sick. It's like convenient. Just to put this into perspective to anybody who's listening, I have always lived way out in the fucking country. Yeah. 
And so far away. If you want to know how in the country we're talking, I've never lived within 40 minutes of a movie theater. Of a movie theater. Jesus, I didn't even think about that. Right. I mean, it, when you think about all the places I've lived, <laughs> it's like I've always either had to drive to Knoxville or the other side of Morristown yeah. to go see a fucking movie. Wow. I know. Man. So this is a quantum leap for yeah, me, Yeah, because you were within a walk of one of the best movie theaters in Knoxville. Yeah, absolutely so. So, like, it's cool because now it's not going to be a big production. Like, anytime we wanted to go see a movie back yeah, in the day. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, it would always be yeah. like, okay, well, it's going to take us 40 minutes to get there. Mm-hmm. Movie's going to last two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Maybe we get something to eat afterwards. Right. And then we drive 40 minutes back. It's like, that's, that's your whole day. Yeah. You, you've added an hour and a half of no fun time, basically. Yeah. And now you can just do whatever you want in that hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, dude, I, we could go see a movie. Walk back here, mm-hmm. make our own food, go back out and see another movie. Yeah. Whatever. I love city living. Yeah, so far so good, man. I mean, I know that at some point I'm probably going to be like, man, I just wish I had a, a, a yard to go stomp around in uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. I, but honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, how much yard stomping did you normally do? Little to none. Yeah. Little to none. My <laughs> yard stomping days are behind me, Steve. Maybe if I was a younger man, I'd have done a little bit more stomping out there. May, hey, though. Maybe you didn't do yard stomping because you're supposed to stomp what you hate and you loved your yard. Ooh, makes you feel great. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good stomp. Point. <laughs> Just quoting some hate stomp lyrics hate over here. Stomp. Hate stomp. Do yourself a favor and look that shit up yeah. sometime. And let's all hope it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, very much so. Yeah, man, it's one of those things that, like I said, I know that I'm going to miss certain things about like just how quiet and everything it is living out in the country, especially when I'm making videos and shit like that. Yeah. But at the same time, I am such a neurotic maniac when it comes to like anything Mm -hmm. going wrong at the house. Yes. Dude, there was was one year that we went to the beach for vacation, came back, and at some point while we were gone, our air conditioning had went out. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it was in the middle of like August, so the house is like 90 degrees inside. Our air conditioner was broken. Mm -mm. I think that I probably lost like five years off of my life. I just go into instant nuclear stress mode. Anytime there's like you know, home repair is bad stuff going on at the house, like a water pipe, you know, fucking broke or whatever. I go into full meltdown and I don't really know why. So the fact that nothing here is my responsibility. Yeah, something breaks. It's like, oh, make a phone call. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's going to be one of my favorite things about it. You know, home ownership is is awesome. It's great to make it your own. Sure. And build up that that credit and stuff like that. Yeah, it's nice. At the same time, it kind of fucking sucks sometimes. (laughs) Yes. Well, we're going to try it here for a while while our house is on the market and stuff. And I mean, who knows? Maybe after a couple months of this, I'm just like, no, I've got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but, maybe. But I mean, at the I, same I'm time. I highly doubt it. <laughs> maybe after a couple months, maybe I'm like, maybe we start looking at buying a condo instead yeah. of a house. I, I would completely understand. You know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. Check man. her out. Yeah. Well, dude, in between all of this moving and shaking and pandemonium and stuff like that, we ran by a little Halloween last week. Oh yeah! It was la- Halloween was last Thursday, and we celebrated by going and handing and handing out uh, candy and stuff to trick or treaters mm-hmm. over at uh, our friend's place while they were taking their kid around the neighborhood. Yeah, and uh, like I mentioned on last week's show, I always love doing this because I like seeing like the cool costumes. I want to yeah, see what kids stuff. think are cool. Yeah. There was about a million Captain Americas this year. Yeah, he is a real American. American. There's a lot of those. A lot of Transformers. A lot of uh, Stranger Things, like I saw yeah. a lot of Elevens, uh-huh. which yeah. is really cool. Our friend Holly, oh, yeah. her little daughter dressed as Eleven. Boom. Awesome. Great Awesome costume. costume. Yeah. 
my favorite costume that I saw all night was this kid. He was probably about 12 years old or so. Just went as classic nerd. Just a fucking nerd. Like, I'm talking about a nerd like the image that us kids of the yeah, 80s think like of. Revenge of the Nerds type of nerd. Ha- so had long, like, like loafer shoes, mm-hmm. pants with the ankles high. showing. Suspenders. Suspenders. Mm-hmm. Pants up real high. Tape on the glasses. Tape on the glasses. Wow. Pocket protector with pins. Was he proud of this or did it look like he was like, pa- mom made me put do him up to it yeah. or something? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say, honestly, because I was just like, you dressed up as an archetypal nerd. And I fucking loved it. I was like, this is my favorite costume I've seen. Best one. Yeah, because I like... What I'm kind of discovering is that I really enjoy archetypal costumes. Yeah, like, see, not a license. I want to see your character. version of that idea. Yeah, like yeah. a couple of years ago, Kate and I were ghosts. And it was like, well, yeah, it's a ghost. I mean, yeah. it's not the ghost from The Conjuring or whatever. Right. It's just archetypal ghost yeah. i like costumes like that, that is interesting i like that too i just yeah. wonder what kids idea of what a nerd is now because i mean when we were kids it was the kid that you know didn't play sports and that, i wear glasses and yeah. i read books and science yeah and now it wasn't, all that shit's cool and, and yeah and it wasn't even like a real thing either it yeah. was like any nerd you knew wasn't like the nerds no you, that no, were, no no like TV and nerds. I don't remember, and maybe we're just at the end of that lifespan of people being assholes to nerds, but I don't remember kids being mean to nerds in my high school. Yeah. In your school, how was it? Was <laughs> there, did your school? mom bully you? Yeah, my mom was like, quit being a little dick. You little fucking nerd. <laughs> she, fucking would, she would <laughs> ask a question, you'd answer it, and then she'd like come up behind you and go, nerd. Fucking know it all. <laughs> and I would be like, but mommy, mommy, you made me. <laughs> And yeah. she'd be like, I didn't make you a fucking nerd. You're 17. Quit talking <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, mommy. Mommy, you made me. <laughs> Steve, I'd like to get a poll here. Me too. To all these good things that have been going on this, this is, week. This is something that Roger Miller brought us. And he also brought us some packages. He brought us some gifts which have been left in a cabinet at our home that is on yeah. the market. I'm going back tomorrow to do some cleaning yeah. and stuff. So and next episode, get we'll, we'll open those and make a video of it or whatever. And we got to see what he brought us. Gift. But this is from Saucy, Saucy. Brewers, which we had some last week, some Saucy Brewers. And Roger explained this to us. I believe it's a one-off because it yeah. was for like a competition or something like that, yeah, right? It's just, yeah, it's just got like a little white label on it. And it's basically, he said... A peanut butter cup as a beer. Oh my lord! I'm very excited, I'm excited to try this that. out. Yeah, definitely me too. Uh, I'll have to finish pouring here before I can tell you oh. what the label says. It smells great though. Yeah, it does. It's called What's His Nuts. What's His Nut? This is from the 2019 Great American Beer Festival. I'm very excited to try this out. Saucy has not let us down. No, they make some quality shit. It smells like peanut butter. If oh my get, god. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't really smell like a peanut buttery beer. It smells no, like peanut butter. It smells like peanut butter. Dude. Yeah. I'm excited to get a, a, a toke off of this right here. I've been jo- been enjoying some like darker beers and stuff here lately. It's that, you know, it's getting cold and everything out here, so that's what I usually like to have. Yeah. Some heavy duty beers. What's that do for you? Is it good? Um Yes. Holy Lord. It tastes like a Trader Joe's dark chocolate peanut butter cup. Yeah. And Holy those are my favorite. Moly. That's exactly what that tastes yeah. like. Yeah, because it's not as like milk chocolatey sweet as like a Reese's mm-hmm. peanut butter cup. Oh, wow. Dude, that tastes like dark chocolate and natural peanut butter, like yeah, unsweetened peanut butter. Mm-hmm. 
dude. I love that's that. amazing. I I can't imagine having more than one of those in a night. It's already It'd be heavy duty. Pretty heavy, yeah. It doesn't list an ABV on here. I wonder what it is. Yeah, stuff's usually around five to eight. Yeah, usually not yeah. particularly brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Hmm. Dude, that's fantastic. Roger, you are indeed yeah, better man. than we deserve. I hope that everybody has watched I, the uh, the cocktail video oh, yeah. that we did with Roger over on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Be that, sure to go find that if you don't already. The most already. ambitious video we've done so far and the most fun I've had editing a video. Yeah? Yeah. I'd it, say you had about a million pieces because oh, you yeah, had, had all the so camera much stuff, stuff, the cell phone yeah, stuff. Yeah, we did a bunch of still shots. We did a bunch of, yeah, like uh, Kate was getting secondary shots. I was getting secondary shots. And yeah. And just some... Uh, exterior shots and stuff it was nice to like be able to throw all this stuff together i think the video turned out really good and those cocktails that roger made were amazing oh, be sure to go check <laughs> I, that out follow him and also go see him and have him make you a drink over yeah, there cinema, cinema. Nashville. Uh-huh. i that that shining drink it was so, so fucking so good. good yeah i'll let you in on a little secret too steve after we made that video where we drank three cocktails yeah, I remember and then this. also drank some some rum afterwards sure and then also went, went to, to postmodern, post-modern afterwards <laughs> Uh, I was way yeah, fucked up. Me too. And like, then we went walking to, to dinner, what was stock, that, and stock and barrel. Yeah, <laughs> I was fucking. Once we got shmammered. there, I was like, I do not want to drink. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll I pass. would be. I would probably be falling out of my seat. I think that some of the most shammered I've been around you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> We were both you know? drunk as shit. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm sure I've had some Halloween parties and stuff where I've gotten pretty slippery, but I was fucking yeah destroyed that i barely remembered uh going to stock and barrel but then i i kind of came to in the midst of eating my hamburger and i was like man this is so fucking good yeah it is i got the uh one you recommended i can't remember what it's called but it had a bunch of peppers and like hot pepper sauce on it and i got it with no bun no bunless old Uh, bunless steve spratling and and I, I couldn't get the fries, and you suggested the tomato salad. I am telling you, if you come to Knoxville, Stock and Barrel fucking nails it. Oh, yeah. That tomato salad, I I hate raw tomato. Yes, dude. And that same. tomato salad was it's one of the good. best things I've ever eaten. I know. It's yeah. like so perfectly balanced. Yeah, that's Kate's yeah. favorite thing. She She's the one that I think discovered that one. Mm-hmm. So fucking good. So good. So, dude, you've also gotten yourself a new car. Yeah, we we bought a brand new 2013. That's what year this is. Yeah, right? yeah, totally. Yeah. It's new. A brand new 2013 Subaru Forester. The thing is, though, is to me, like as a guy who drives a car from 1997, mm-hmm. that's like yeah, for us too. 2013 yeah. is like, is this a hovercraft? Yeah. When uh, my wife, like when we got together, she had the car that she recently wrecked. That was a 2005. That was the newest car I had ever driven. I thought they quit making cars after yeah. the year 2000. <laughs> what have you been up to? You been uh, playing any video games or watching I any did. good movies lately? Yeah, I uh, I mentioned last week that uh, I was near the end of Super Mario 3. I beat Super Mario 3. Uh, and you then did I did it, dude. I did it. Yeah, it's so fucking good. What it, a game! It's a great game. What a game. Did you get all the secret stuff where you can like hold down and fall behind stuff and all that? Uh, I I did do the yeah. I got the whistles. I I yeah. I did all the warps to get to eight quickly. And you and know the thing that you realize though, whenever you're a kid and you're playing that game and you're like warp whistle it gets me to the end of the game so I can beat the game. Yeah. Sick. Nowadays though, I'm like, why would I want to miss all those cool yeah. levels? Like, yeah, yeah, like the so giant level. Remember that? I love the giant level. That one you level. never even see if you if you do all the skips. Yeah, dude. You miss the good stuff. It's about the journey. It is. Not the yeah. destination, yeah. y'all. Yeah, I just wanted to beat it because I never did as a kid. And then I'm pretty I, sure I beat Mario 3. 
I know, yeah, I never, sure. I I got to the the long tank train yep. before the castle. Yep. As a kid, but I, I didn't get past it. But this time, I just saved my P-Wing and flew the whole way through that level. Look at you. Look at me. P-Winging like it ain't no mm. banging. I had some fun. Uh, also, on Friday night, we had the old streaming chat. Ooh, what did you guys do? I w- that's like when I was in the heart of moving. Yeah. We watched My Science Project, which had Fisher Stevens. Oh, that's and, what it's called. My Science yeah, Project. And okay. And Fisher Stevens and the, the main... Our second main guy from Christine. Okay. I didn't right. really follow the movie that well. It had something to do with aliens, mm. I think. All right, then. But then, after that, we watched Uwe Boll's Blood Rain. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. Wait, wait, Blood Rain. Which one is that? I, it's I might based have off seen a video it. game. Uh, I don't. I doubt you've seen it. Nah, it okay. looks like a sci-fi movie, but it was like released in theaters. I was thinking of, uh, I think it's called Blood Rage or something like that. That I've seen. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Blood Rain was terrible. Of course, it's a new Abel movie based on a video game movie, so of course yeah. it's terrible. But the YouTube stream that we were watching, every once in a while, the sound would go out, and the first time it happened, we were all like, "Ah, fuck." Second, by the second time it happened, we were like, yay! <laughs> Sound went out for a while. Oh, God. <laughs> it's Ugh. horrendous. Dude, so bad. Hopefully now that we're moved and things are so much less busy, I can join in on one of these and not yeah. be a party pooper like yeah, always. Fun. You were pointing out some really horrible looking movie that we should do on one, right? Yeah, The Last Vampire on Earth. It it's a Twilight ripoff. D- Dave horrible. Barnett <laughs> sent it to me and it looks, hor- it looks like... I basically like some high schoolers were like we could make Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hopefully we'll get around to doing that now yeah. that we're in the wonderful month of No Vampire. What? Our what third annual No Vampire? Third annual. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you guys are new to the show, the entire month of November, all that we do is vampire-based mm-hmm. movies, and this year we're doing it based on Patreon suggestions yeah. and a vote and all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. So we we Buffy was the one we drew from just randomly from the submissions from Patreon, and then we got three more that were voted on. Next week, we'll be doing Interview with a Vampire. Yeah, that's Woo. right. Woo! Then uh, Blade yeah. and Twilight. Oh, dear God. Well, I can't wait for Twilight. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Here's what... You guys need to buckle up, because I took a, cla- a class on young adult literature in grad school, okay. and we did Twilight. Oh, my God. And I'm researching Twilight like so, crazy. Have you read the book? Yes. You've actually read the book? Well, I skim read the book. I went through the entire thing reading specific passages and just catching the highlights because dude, it's long and terrible. I'm thinking I, I might audio book that fucker. Go for it. I See how far you can make it. I would really love to try, actually. Dude, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, I, the research I've, because I'm researching Twilight like crazy because I don't, I want that episode to not just be me shitting on it. I want you all to know how Mormon it is. So very Mormon, huh? Twilight is extremely <laughs> Mormon. Oh and God. if you read, I don't know, like, I think they make, they do reference the lion laying down with the lamb in the movies. Yes, they but do. But the book is just so much more of this, like, religious nonsense. Really? wrapped up in vampire lore it's uh, ridiculous oh my god man mm. well maybe i'll give that a uh, a try and hey <laughs> while we're on the subject of the patreon let's go ahead and plug that now right yeah. at the end of the episode when everybody's tuning out we got that patreon patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely you and guys hey, are fantastic you guys have given us so much support and it's led to 
cool things like us buying merchandise and all kinds that of things. That is true. We got, we got some cool stuff. merchandise. I wanted to go ahead and do some shout outs. Believe we haven't gotten to a couple of these. And hey, even if we have already, let's give them some more shouts. Yeah, hey, yeah we've dollars. already shouted you out. Double shout out. Yeah, good for you. Lorenzo Sandini. 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 Hey, Lorenzo. Thank you so much. I love your oil. <laughs> it's my fave. Best oil. Lorenzo's, Lorenzo's got that oil. oil. Uh huh. Justin Marion, our homeboy. Oh, Justin mm-hmm. Marion. Thanks, you big son of a bitch. Yeah. My a- former bunk club accomplice. We went to high school together, Justin Marion and I. Cool He's guy. just a good old boy. He is a good old boy. I'll tell you what is weird, though, man, is that now that I live down here, haven't seen him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, every other time, it's like we drive all the way downtown. I'd run into Justin somewhere. Yeah, he's now that I live here, here, he's gone. Yeah, he's, he's not interested Too in Too cool for school, you. I guess. Austin Green. Austin Green 16 oh says, shit. I just greened your Austin. <laughs> what? I think. What if it's Brian Austin Green? Oh, Megan yeah. Fox's husband. Oh. The notorious BAG. Joey Glacken. Joey Glacken, what's up, dude? Hey, man. Long time homie. Long time yeah. homie. Joey's a good boy. He's, yeah, he is. He's... I don't care what people say about him. Good boy. <laughs> what are they saying about him? They're saying... Let's just suggest some things they might say about okay, him. Okay, they're saying penis, way too big. Too big. What's he doing with all that dick? Too much dick on that guy. They're saying his pockets are always so full of money, he's uh-huh. just showing off for he's sure. He's just showing off, but he can't help it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And the way that he makes whoever he sleeps with orgasm multiple times... It's just, it's just it's unheard too of. Much. Too it's much. Too much. Too much of a good too thing. Too much, Joey <laughs> Quit giving away them O's, buddy. Yeah. Shout out to Laura Latour. Laura Latour. And uh, speaking of Latours. Those Latours are good people. They are good people. John pointed out the other day that this is the two-year anniversary of their ritual where they watch the movie we're covering the night before the episode comes out. And Very then nice. listen to it the next day. Wow. So, happy anniversary. Awesome. That's a really pro move. I like it that. It is. Uh, George Jackson. George, George Jackson. George, George of the Jackson. <laughs> That's a really like kick a door down kind of name. It really it? is. George Jackson. Holy shit. George Jackson's here. If I was Watch in, out. I would kick down every door that I went into and I'd go, George Jackson. <laughs> George Jackson in the house. <laughs> and finally, Daniel Hearn. Thank you, Daniel. Daniel Hearn. Daniel Hearn. 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 Have you heard of that? I heard of it. He should have a podcast. That's called Have You Ever Heard of That? <laughs> Daniel, you know? start it. Yeah. I just started listening to this record called Pinkerton by well, yeah. Weezer. I, you I, ever heard of that? <laughs> <laughs> you know? That does sound like a backwoods country something. something. You it's ever like, heard of that? You ever heard of that? <laughs> um, I, I've forgotten to mention this so many times. With the There's a podcast out there now called Koreatown Pillow Fort. Oh, based on based uh, on my old Koreatown Pillow Fort. Fort. Yeah, he wow. he had emailed us and asked if, if he could use his title. I was like, please. So go check it out. Well, the problem is right now though is that the original podcast Koreatown Pillow Fart is oh, really yeah. mad at it. They're him. real mad at it. That yeah. one was that's an NPR podcast. It is. Yeah, yeah. Koreatown Pillow Fart. Uh huh. And they fart into pillows. <laughs> and they're really they quietly mad. talk about it. They think that he's trying to capitalize oh. on their success. Oh, that fart. That's. Very interesting. Mm. I find the acoustics of this downy feather pillow that I'm using to really complement the fart sounds. The aroma as it mixes with the down is almost wild. It's very wild. It's very it's very earthy. Um, I'm getting hints of loam, fresh tilled earth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Koreatown. 
pillow fart. Great time pillow fart. Very awesome, man. Well, Steve, the subject of our show today, today is one buffet. Buffet. Phoebe Buffet. The Vampire Slayer. Wait. The what? The Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I watched Buffy the Vampire Lair. Yeah. It was a pornography. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay. Yeah. I was making sure we Rutger were Rutger Howard was in that one, too. Yeah, he was. And he didn't know what was going on there, either. It didn't seem... He was improvising all of his lines. <laughs> no, no, that's Donald Sutherland. Yeah. More on that in a second. <laughs> More on that, yeah. Which, of course, is a movie that was brought to us by one Joss Whedon. Yeah. Who we so. talked about recently on our Cabin in the Woods mm-hmm. episode. He is a pop culture icon, yeah. and he's also known for writing himself a strong, independent female. That's true. He's, he's been known for that That's since right. the beginning yeah. when he started on Roseanne. So the, the guy writes good female characters, and this is one of his earliest shots at that. And I think that before we get into the review-ski of that film, Steve, I just I really want to know, considering that he crafts such fine and strong heroines, Mm-hmm. I just wonder if there's somebody out there who could tell us which Joss Whedon heroine we are. I wonder if we could do that as we slide on into the preview palace. Welcome to the preview palace. Do you know anybody who could tell us which one we would be? uh, A few names come to mind immediately, though. Keely Flaherty. Okay, Keely Flaherty. Keely Flaherty. Is she one of them witches of Sam Sam Hand? Saw Sam, one. She is. She's <laughs> she's gonna pull the ultimate practical. With joke. the look of the Irish. <laughs> the look of the Irish. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take this quiz on BuzzFeed and find out which one we are. Steve, I got a question for you. The world is ending. What will you do? Okay. I gotta give you some choices here. We're all holograms. Okay. Get laid, damn it. Gotcha. Flip out. Seriously? Grab your gun and find who's responsible. Mm-hmm. Stop it, obvi. Okay. Hit the books. This can be stopped. That's a Hermione solution. Yeah. Party. You can't take it with you. Try to find peace with your fate or spend the remaining time with loved ones. Aw. Mm, party. You can't take it with you. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not have yourself a damn good time? I mean, if you find out the world's ending, yeah, you can hit the books, but what if the world ends while you're hitting the books? Like, yeah. you just waste all the last time. thing you did was read when you it could is. be partying. Can you imagine that? On. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna party too. Uh, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna change this up here and I'm gonna say spend the remaining time with, with loved ones. Yeah. Because you're partying. All of my loved ones have tons of bourbon and guns. Yep. <laughs> so it seems like a pretty safe place to be. Mm-hmm. Hey Ben. It's Friday night. Friday, Friday. Where are you? I'm downtown, bitch. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Downtown, it, was a little, it was a little hostile. Yeah. It was a little hostile. Out with your friends at your local bar? That probably, yeah. Doing laundry? Mm, oh, laundry. laundry. Or laundry, whatever. Laundry. Clubbing. You're into strobe lights. Oh, I thought it meant like seals. Oh. You're gonna go out clubbing. That doesn't sound fun for a Friday night. Making tea and watching Netflix. Oh. Enjoying a quiet night, a quiet night in with friends. Quiet night. God, I'm not ready for Christmas. Fuck. <laughs> Time is relative. Days are false. Ooh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's very studying. Very You're smarter than people think. Hmm. Playing in a kickball tournament. Okay. Coffee shop. Nose in your Kindle. I'm got, definitely gonna be out with my friends at a local bar, especially now that I live in a town where there's tons of bars and all my friends. Yeah. I might be on stage playing, but I'll be there. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Friday night, where am I? Uh, Usually, my wife is at work, 
on Friday nights. So. Streaming chat's not an option. Uh, well, although there's a Netflix. I was going to say making tea and watching Netflix, but the tea's alcoholic. <laughs> it's alcohol tea. Mm-hmm. It's the anti-Mormon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're at a bar and some guy buys you a drink. Oh, Lord of mercy. Ooh. Thank you, sir. Woo. You get flustered and awkwardly thank Ooh, him. thank you, sir. Politely accept and then ignore him. Thank you, but I'm not <laughs> gay, I'll say. <laughs> that sounds really mean. That does. No, don't do that. Flip your hair and coldly decline. Ooh, I do have flippable hair. That's true. Yeah. Kill him with your brain. Like a headbutt? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Guy buys you a drink. Headbutt. <laughs> that sounds like an Irish thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Flirt with him. All right. That I mean, yeah, okay. Hit on the girl next to him. But that is all right. Chug it and leave. Wow. Cock an eyebrow and walk away. Ooh, sassy. Hard to get. Accept and strike up a conversation. You know, if this is me, I'm going to accept and strike up a conversation and probably not realize that somebody thinks that I'm gay you. and is hitting on yeah. me. I am. You have zero dude, gaydar. I have zero gaydar. Mm. I have zero flirt dar. I've had so uh. many times where I've come home from like a show or whatever. Yeah. And I'll be telling Kay like, oh yeah, you know, and afterwards like this chick, uh, blah, 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 and bought me a drink and whatever. Yeah. And she's like, she was flirting with you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, no, no. She was just rubbing her hands through my hair and buying me cocktails. And I'm oblivious. I'm yeah. fucking oblivious, dude. Yeah, I, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if I'll ever start learning how to, like, realize. You yeah, know, what does like, it matter? You're married. Well, but <laughs> it, it matters to me because I don't want to seem like a cock tease oh, to somebody. Right, right. Or, is, or for somebody yeah. to think, like, I'm trying yeah. to flirt on chicks even though I'm married and stuff. Yeah, that you know? is that is unkind. I think. I just think it's being nice. Like, to me, it's one of those deals where, again, it all goes back to homeschool. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to high school. I didn't go to middle school. I don't understand the politics of flirting. I just see it as, like, being nice to somebody you meet out in public. I don't know. Yeah. I get it. That's It's like a nice, innocent, naive sort of way of uh, approaching the world. I think so. Sometimes might hurt some feelings, but I don't know, man. Probably. I, don't, I don't think you're doing too too much wrong. I think everybody's figuring out pretty quickly, like, oh, he doesn't get it. Do you think it'd be better <laughs> if like I, I led with, hi, I'm Ben. Here's my penis. Would yes. it be better if I didn't lead with that? Uh, yeah, that's probably an issue. Oh. Because when you show people your penis, normally that's like an invitation. Oh. I mean, I'm asking for it is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> wearing those clothes oh, that I wear. Well, uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah Dick Out is asking for okay, it. Okay, yeah. all right, all right, right then. All uh, right. So, what are you gonna do when some guy buys you a drink, Mister Expert? Hit on the girl next to him. Yeah. All right, Steve. Hell is blank. Got a couple options here. Other people, malicious people, mm. injustice, yeah, betrayal, yeah, not being in control of your own life, mm-hmm. boredom, feeling helpless. Political repression or being alone. Oh man. Well, I mean, political repression is hell, but I think at the the root of political repression is malicious people. So hell is malicious people. Hmm, okay, that makes sense. For me, it's boredom. The minute that I get bored, fuck, my world starts coming unglued, man. Yeah. That's where I get my mopes on. Nothing good happens. But I've not been bored in fucking years. Yeah, I was gonna so. say like I don't really get bored much anymore and i'm trying to remember the last time i was really bored yeah but yeah I, I i do get antsy when i'm bored oh yeah where i when i can't think of anything to do it's just like i sort of pace back and forth talk to myself a lot 
It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> Your BFF calls at 3 a.m. sobbing. Oh, no. You know BFF. I'm a loner. <laughs> you know BFF. You know I'm BFF. I'm a loner. That makes no <laughs> grammatical sense at all. No, it doesn't. Phones are problematic. Okay. You're busy, but you'll call back ASAP. Drop everything and go to them. Don't pick up. Too much drama. Oh, man. Tell them to relax and call them in the morning. Get excited. You love some juicy drama. Give me a slice of that drama. Talk them ba- talk them down and go back to sleep. Listen and give advice. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to be a Mr. Sensitive here and listen and, and give advice. Yeah. If advice needs to be given, I mean sometimes people aren't looking for advice and they just want to yeah. talk. That's fine too. But I will I will totally lend a helping hand and an ear of comfort to a friend calling me mm-hmm. at 3 a.m. I don't think any of the other answers other than listen and give advice work for me. Man, yeah. meh. Drop, drop everything, everything and go to, go to, to them. them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, Steve, pick a flick. Finding right. Nemo. Kill Bill. Raiders of the Last Ark. The Graduate. Kissing Jessica Stein. I don't know that movie. Yeah. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, this is cheating. This is the Harry the Potter collection. Harry Potter series. Yeah. yeah. Or Pretty Woman. What do you pick? What do you pick? I'm going to go with. Indiana Jones. Yeah, you yeah. going Indy? Yeah, there. That's. I mean, there's some good ones there. The Graduate's a great movie. Kill Bill. Finding Nemo's fun. Yeah, but it is. yeah, Indiana Jones. I think Kill Bill for me, dude. I have watched that movie so many times, and I just don't get tired of it. No, it's I don't know. Just either. so fucking fantastic. That's also one of the only movies I have ever seen in a theater by myself. Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. It might be the only one. I'm yeah. trying to think of any other movies I've seen in the theater a lot of people by myself. Feel weird going to a movie by themselves or going I to don't. a restaurant was, by themselves. It like, was fine by me. I enjoy it. I yeah. have a lot of fun. All is fair in love and war. True or false? Well, oh, hold on. <laughs> there are nine answers to a true or false. Okay. Yeah, what? False. People are mostly good. You can't compare love and war. Neither. People are just people. Mm. Neither. I try to always stay positive. False. Nothing is fair. Sad but true. You know it's sad but true. <laughs> yeah. False. Nothing is that black and white. False. I've seen enough to know. We're all specks of dust. Wow. Got super like nihilistic. At they the really end, did. It? I'm just saying neither people are just people. Peoples is peoples, That's man. That's true. That's a moral that we all got to know. Neither. I always try to stay positive. I yeah. do. I always try to assume the best, but my brain also assumes the worst, so it's a constant battle. It's fun. <laughs> All right, we're nearing the end of the quiz here. Pick a dress. I'm more of a jeans girl. I am a jeans girl. Long and slinky. Big pink and poofy. Anything metallic and shiny. Black. It's just a protective shell. Anything with pockets. Anything I can dance in or something tasteful and modest. I mean, if I was wearing a dress, I would want it to have pockets. Yeah, Anything totally. with pockets. Yeah. How do chicks be holding their stuff without a pocket? I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's exactly why I would want it to happen. It's like, because I always think like, I would hate to have to carry a purse because it's another thing you have to keep up with, another thing in your yeah. hands. Like, pockets. Hard pass. You know what? I have I have worn a dress many a time in my day. I've worn a few. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you in drag. Yeah. Uh, it was, I think, high school or college probably last time. Yeah? Yeah, for Halloween or something. Did you wear yourself something something dapper and dashing and sexy? Um, in high school, I wore one of my girlfriend's dresses and uh, her tops. And 
it, the top was like a belly shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't think to like bring other clothes to oh, school. Lord. And about halfway through, I was like, this is embarrassing. <laughs> this was a mistake. Yeah. I'm doing math in a crop top. <laughs> There's this one year for Halloween that Kate and I went as, as lesbians. Uh-huh. And she was, she was uh, more of a rough and tumble butch lesbian. And I mean, honestly, I was the lipstick of the two of you. She would be. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. yeah I would be. I would, yeah. <laughs> I wore a dashing, just sensual red dress. Yeah. Uh, I remember this. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, dude, Kate said that like I was like, you know, at the fucking snack table getting some, mm-hmm. some food or whatever with my back turned to the room. Mm-hmm. She was standing right next to some guys that were like, who's this fucking piece of ass over here? <laughs> And there's a red dress, and I like turned around. It's like, hey. oh yeah. I think at that time I still had like the mustache goatee uh-huh. combination that I wasn't letting go of. They that was when you were future Ben in the past. Surprise! Yeah. That's right. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> so I'm gonna go with a long and slinky. That feels good to me. All right. Last one. Pick a weapon. Wow. A ballpoint pen. Mm, the pen, uh, the pen is mightier than the sword. The pen is mightier. Pen is mightier. Uh, looks like a brain in a jar. Hmm. I assume it's supposed to be your own brain. Okay. A sword. It's a bastard sword there. So, just so you know. Don't looks assume. Like Perfect. Oh, that, that sword could have parents. It's true. It might have parents. That sword had a family. <laughs> <laughs> looks like perfume. I'm not sure how that's a weapon. Yeah. Maybe holy water. I don't know. Uh, maybe. But it looks like perfume. It does. A wrench. Oh. Like a little revolver there. Stola. A crucifix. Crossbow. Or a candle? Huh. Maybe flame is the weapon. Yeah. These are these are Come on, Keely. Pretty bad weapons. I mean really like Get it together, won't you, Keely? <laughs> you know, the brain in the jar is really confusing to me because I'm thinking like if it's my brain and it's in a mm-hmm. jar, then How's I that am, helpful? I am dead. Yeah. Yeah, my body is not going to be able to do anything with mm. it. Maybe it's their brain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're using their own brain against them. Of course, oh. you've already killed them by removing their brain, so don't know why you've needed this yeah, weapon. That's true. But mm. that means they're already dead. Yeah. Yay. You I win. I you have know? your brain in a jar. <laughs> I win. So the weapon is the jar. The brain so. is yeah. just to show what it's for. Yeah. I'm this is sure. for the jar you put a brain in. I'm going to go with that big old bastardo sword. I'm yeah. going to go with something that has an unlimited ammo supply. Yeah. Seems resourceful. It does. It does. I, I, I would think it really depends on what you're up against, but the sword's probably the best way to go if you're fighting like zombies or something. If you're fighting vampires, you're gonna need that crucifix. Fuck. I'm gonna go with the revolver. Okay. okay. Let's shoot Strong somebody choice. with a revolver. You can shoot a silver bullet out of that thing. You can sure. do a zombie yeah. headshot with that. Mm-hmm. It's a good call. All right, we got our results in here. I do. Who are you, Steve? I'm Zoe. Zoe Washburn. The fuck, me too. How is that fucking? We answered everything differently. Keely, you Irish, what's and such? Yeah, your owls are back, and the results are bad. Oh wow, very bad wizarding yes. levels. What are, what's a bad grade in in England? What what do they say? Uh, do they go like you, like unsatisfactory, <laughs> probably, or something like that? <laughs> You've gotten a you, haven't you? Oi. Oi over there, isn't it? So you. Yeah, they do something different, though, that's yeah. like, did not pass, you know, mm. to show that you failed. I mean, in the books, I, I, I'm i not sure if Harry Potter, I, I would imagine they follow similar grading structure, but exceeds expectations was like the highest, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what the lowest was. Was it just fail? A for abysmal. 
A for abysmal. I think that's what it is. Okay. Pretty sure that's right. Well, damn. What's the description that it gives us for apparently? Oh, right. Yeah. Let's read are. about Zoe. That's in, the chick. In case from, you, is that a firefly? Firefly Iron Serenity. Yeah. She's awesome. Okay. You're a pistol. You have zero time for liars and needless drama. Hell no. You're driven, goal-oriented, and have excellent judgment. All this is true, right? This is true of both of us. If there's a conflict, you know how to deal with it diplomatically without wasting time. You're also quick as a whip and extremely loyal to... You know what? Extremely loyal to your close circle of loved ones. I'm going to say, yeah. That's pretty true of both of us. I, I don't I'm know how she say. figured it out. Yeah, I mean, we answered everything completely differently, but she saw the real us. Keely knows. Yeah. yeah so, luck of the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> now, Steve, I'm going to assume that this is not the first time that you've watched no, Buffy not. the Vampire Slayer. I, I remember renting it probably 93 or 92. Whenever okay. it came out on video, I remember back then it would take a long time for stuff to come oh, out on yeah. video. Yeah, yeah, it would. So yeah, it was probably 93. But yeah, I remember seeing the previews for it and being excited. It looked really cool. Uh, at the time, I I, I watched 90210. So Luke Perry was a draw. What a hunk. But also Pee Wee Herman was in it. Oh, yeah. Okay, Paul Rubin. Right. So, you know. That was mostly what it was, especially because I remember in the preview, they showed him doing something particularly funny, but I don't, I don't remember what it was, but I remember being like, that looks funny. I'm a kid. So did you like it when you were a, a little Steve? Yeah. I'm little Steve and I like this This movie. is fun. I'm little Stevie, but not the one that plays in Bruce Springsteen's band. No, not that little Stevie. <laughs> That's not the same as me. No, I cannot play an instrument. <laughs> So whenever I saw this movie for, for the first time was probably like in like college years, I yeah. think. I had never seen this. And this is one that, that Kate watches like every year. Hmm. So it was new to me whenever I watched it for the first time. Okay. And uh, I've always thought it was just a, a good, silly movie. Yeah, it's a silly movie. Yeah. It's I mean, goofy. like if you're like hardcore about vampire lore. Yeah, uh, this yeah. isn't for you. No, no, no. It's not, it's not deep on the lore. And I saw like a lot of bad reviews on it and stuff that are like, it's campy and corny and it's well, like yeah but well, that's, that's kind of the point that is kind of the point yeah, yeah so i think some people might have just been looking for something else i mean maybe they were looking for more like what they got out of the tv show yeah well that that is definitely what joss whedon wanted but it was also campy and corny so the campy and corny would have been there no matter what okay joss whedon loves camp and corn well, let's go ahead and knock out that TV series here as we get into Yeah, this. let's talk about that a bit. Because I've never really watched it. I've mm -hmm. watched like half of a, an episode or two here and there because Kate's been watching it yeah. lately. Uh, that is the most I've ever seen of it. But it seems like it's a lot less... Um, I'll put it this way. It seems like Buffy is a lot less like ditzy and less of like yes. a valley girl. She's much more capable, which is how Joss Whedon originally wrote it. Oh, really? Yeah. So he didn't originally write Buffy as being, like, clueless. Yeah. Oh. He Well, I mean, like, she still would have had that sort of valley girl thing going on, but yeah. she wouldn't have been as ditzy. It, it really... Some of this stuff got away from Joss Whedon because this was real early in his career. This was his first feature that wow. he had written. He had been working on Roseanne and... A little before this, he had worked on the the movie Parenthood with Steve Martin, had which was turned into a television series in 2010, had previously been tried to be turned into a television series in 1990. Oh. And actually, even then, got amazing reviews. It was just people didn't watch it. 
but he, he worked on Roseanne and then worked on that. And while working on those things, he wrote this and somehow along the way, Luke Perry ended up getting attached to it. And Dolly Parton's production company, Sand Dollar Productions, <laughs> bought it. Hello, Dolly. Uh-huh. So that's a, we get to talk about St. Dolly. It's a distant connection I did not know existed. Yeah. Dolly Parton had something to do with the yeah. making of this fucking movie. And and you that's when you hear it though, it's like, well, of course she did. Of course Dolly Parton saw a movie starring a badass woman. It was it's like, got a blonde, badass mm-hmm. female. I'm on board. Because she is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, totally, man. So yeah, he he got this out there and they they got fran rubel kazooie to to direct this she had done that's a silly name yeah <laughs> rubel kazooie she had done something uh i think called tokyo something something like that in 88 which was an independent movie but got a, a lot of buzz about it and so this was a lot of a lot of people kind of first dipping their toes into the movie game because dolly's production company hadn't been around that long and yeah uh, this is Joss Whedon's first shot. This is Fran Rubel Kazooie's first shot at a big, a big time movie. A lot of the people in this movie, such as uh, Hilary Swank, Ben Affleck. Yes, yeah, the first movie role. Ben Affleck is in this movie. Uh, Seth Green, you see, you see his back. Ricky Lake is in this movie. <laughs> yeah, Ricky Lake is in here. Uh-huh. What the fuck? And this man? is just a couple of years before she got her show. I did not know this. What? Ricky Lake's talk show? She was 24 years old when no she started way. that talk show. That is insane. That's a kid. Yeah. And it's a that's a kid ass kid. It's like a little baby. I had no idea. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. So yeah, like it's just a this huge group of, of people just starting out. Luke Perry, you know, he had become popular, but he's still this is early in his career. Uh I'd like to talk more about the cast, but uh, first I, I want to get into just basically what happened. Well, I'm with, sure that Joss had this idea and everything yeah. went exactly yeah. according to plan. And, and he was course. very happy about how the entire Obviously. thing went. <laughs> yep. Joss Whedon had basically no clout in Hollywood and he had written a Joss Whedon script. So it's full of this sort of like dark, wry humor. Self-referential. Self-referential. Funny stuff. The stuff we love from Joss Whedon. But the Hollywood executives didn't find it funny. Well, I mean, you got to think, though, dude. It's like, Joss Whedon is who he is now. Yeah, but then... But this he was, was 1992, yeah, so he, it was probably like 90 or 91 when he was pitching this right. thing. I mean, so, that's very far ahead of the curve. Like, it, just getting the movie made was enough for him, I imagine. But they basically changed a ton about his script. And then also, veteran actor Donald Sutherland refused to say the lines that he'd written and basically improvised everything. Not that you can tell. You, you can, can tell. totally tell. Because <laughs> Donald Sutherland's character is so disconnected, it's so like, disjointed. It's like he's in some other movie. Yeah, you it know? really is. After you told me that, uh, I went back and I was like, yeah, you can definitely mm-hmm. get that out of his performance. Because yeah. like, as I was watching the movie last night and I rewatched it again this morning, I was like, what the fuck movie is this guy in? <laughs> yeah. It's the one that he's making up. But you can th- like. You can see it from his perspective as someone who's very well established at this point. This is oh yeah, ninety two. He's he's extremely well established as uh, an fucking actor. Donald Sutherland. Yeah, yeah, fucking Donald Sutherland. He he probably saw this as an opportunity to go and do something you know fun to to really just go for something weird. And Joss Whedon isn't Joss Whedon at this point. 
So saying I'm not going to say this guy's lines is basically just a big timing move. Like, well, I don't have to. I'm Donald Sutherland. I can do whatever I want. I imagine if he had it back, if he knew where Josh Sweden would end up. He just he, had the fucking lines. Yeah, because Josh Sweden uh, was n- not happy with Donald Sutherland, and I highly really? doubt he'd ever work with him again. So, Oh, shit. Yeah. So it led like big ass. Yeah, Josh Sweden left the set and never came back. Like, no he way. Just refused to come back. Because like, he didn't Ugh. have to be there. He was just on as like a, an advisory role. So he was just like, fuck it. I'm not. There's no reason for me to be there while they're destroying everything well, I tried yeah, to I make. Mean, yeah. At that point, it's like clearly nobody yeah. respects his vision of yeah. what he was originally trying to make here. So fuck yeah. it. I'm so out. Joss Whedon's not happy with the final product here because he's so invested in it. Yeah. I think we can still enjoy our movie. <laughs> like we can still say Buffy's fun uh, while also saying Joss Whedon. I think did it better with the TV series. Yeah. I think he made a better, stronger character. Uh, made His original script had more lore to it and was more rooted in like trying to establish a world. Yeah, this Whereas is just this like, is, there's a few crappy flashbacks yeah. and I yeah. don't know, this is just how it works. Yeah, Whatever. it's basically like, you know what vampires are, here we go. Yeah. Which is fine, actually. The, yeah, the, I mean, but, not knowing yeah. that this is not how he intended it to be made. Doesn't it's just matter. Like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But you know, you know how it is. I mean, whenever you have any any like creative project that's your baby, mm-hmm. and then somebody else gets a hold of it and mangles it, yeah, you don't. All want... you can see is the stuff that isn't what you mm-hmm. envisioned. You know, yeah. So it has to suck. Now this is interesting. <laughs> I read about so the Kazooies. So uh, Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Kazooie. Four. Uh, Fran Rubel Kazooie's husband is a partner with her in their production company. Okay. They have some ownership of the Buffy title or something. Oh, like and of the they're, IP? They they're planning the IP a reboot that is unrelated to the TV show. Seriously? Yeah. As a movie or a series? I, I'm not sure, but I believe it was supposed to be a series. And I, I'm not fuck? sure if it's actually still on, because it was a few years ago that they were talking about it. But... Can you imagine that? A world in which there are two Buffy the Vampire Slayer series. Which, that title is just so specific. Like, if you say Star Trek, it's like, well, yeah, they're a Star Trek Voyager. They're Star Trek, like, yeah. New, Next Generation, etc. But to say specifically Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the name of the main character. Just one person. Yeah. There were already six. Well, actually, there are more seasons. More than six seasons of Buffy, I think. But there are only so many seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the show. You're going to come in and be like... Eh, forget all that. Here's our rendition based off of the 1992 movie. Hey, but enough about Spider-Man. <laughs> Moving up. They're going to do an Into the Buffy-verse. Into the Buffy-verse. That's what they're going to do soon. That would be interesting. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Be all right. Christy Swanson talking about how great Brett Kavanaugh is. Fuck me, dude. Christy Swanson is a Fox News contributing Republican piece of shit. Why did that have to come out just as we're doing this movie? Yeah. You know? When I say Republican piece of shit, I don't mean all Republicans are pieces of shit. I mean, she's a Republican piece of shit. shit. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't believe that, dude. I saw that shit. Or yeah, she was talking about how it's the women's fault and all this crazy stupid shit. I loved her logic. Her logic was women can do anything they want. They can run for president. They can do all this. So why are these women's being women being victims? And it's like, 
They didn't choose to be sexually assaulted. That's the problem, That's buff. the problem here. That's our issue. What the fuck are you talking about? God, it's so stupid, man. But she, I mean, she's on Fox News a lot now. Really? Yeah, it's one of those things like Kevin Sorbo and Dean Kane. Like, if you are no longer famous, but you really just can't give up that spotlight, just start spouting out bullshit Republican shit, and they will put you on TV in an like instant. Elect you as president. Here's my here's <laughs> what I here's my fucking issue. Fox News and all their fucking bullshit. They say that uh, Hollywood's full of those liberal elites, etc. Blah blah blah. The second that an actor says I'm conservative, they jump on it. Oh yeah, they are star fuckers to the fucking core. Oh, so yeah. what are they talking about? Well, and every everybody that puts up that same old shit about like, oh musicians and actors should stay out of politics, blah blah blah. Yeah, you it's because you disagree that. with them. I was gonna say yeah. you only say that when you're not agreeing with what yeah. they're saying. Yeah, if it's Ted Nugent and you're like, you know, well, yeah, hey, Ted, let's go rape him. some teenagers. Yeah, you're you're probably gonna be happy with him. Yeah, it's only when fucking you disagree, man. Pieces Come on. of shit. Anyway. Uh, just so you know, next time Repu- any Republican starts talking about Hollywood, liberal, blah, 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 just remind them that two actors have become president. Both were Both Republicans. Republican. Yeah. Y'all voted for two of them. So. I can also think of another actor in relation to a president. It was the one that killed Abraham Lincoln. Oh, <laughs> uh, he was a Republican. No, he fucking wasn't. He was Republican in name. He was a liberal. Yeah. <laughs> Assholes. Uh, Oh They're just God. full of shit. The thing, though, the thing that really fucking irritates me, because I wa- this is why I'm so irritated about it, is because I watched uh, Christy Swanson in a few of those, and I never Good watch God. Fox News, even to be mad at it. Oh, yeah, no. So I was watching this just to see, like, okay, why is she on Fox News? They, they're, they're bad faith actors. They think that we're concerned about things as a ruse to make money. So we're concerned about the environment because we want to make money off of it. We're concerned about migrant children because we want to make money off of it. Oh, you're saying we as like liberals. Liberals. Got it. They, Got it. But they're projecting that onto us because they know that's how <laughs> they think. It's like, no, it's because I care. Yeah, I, I don't want the <laughs> world to burn. You want to give yeah, Bono all your money. how much money are you getting for this? I'm not getting shit. <laughs> I'm not getting anything to, to not want the here. world to burn. Yeah. <laughs> trying to bail us all out here. Fine. No. No. There's an agenda. There's an agenda. <laughs> it's a liberal agenda. Yeah. Oh, my I, God, anyway. dude. Sorry. Sorry for the political. I wouldn't. Uh, like, Get off that soapbox. Get off of there. This never would have gotten political had it not been for the fact that Christy Swanson is so, like, she is on Fox News a lot now. Like, Jeez. just doing my research. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, she is so into this. But again, it's like, again, like Kevin Sorbo and Dean Kane, like, just that, like, you're not popular. You never really were that pop. Kevin no. Sorbo, Hercules, Dean Kane, Dean, Dean, Dean Kane. <laughs> so Dean Kane and Christy Swanson were putting on a play, a pro Trump play. And then they canceled yeah, it. What? Yeah. They canceled it and said that they got death threats. Now, let me tell you what probably happened. Nobody bought tickets. So I would, I would like to think so. They pretended like liberals were threatening to kill them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we give a shit if you put on your pro Trump Trump play. Yeah. Like <laughs> who's I just got, won't nobody go. is gonna go there and get persuaded. 
<laughs> Nobody's like yeah, on the fence and then like, oh, this okay. play really pushed All me right. over the edge with yeah. Gene Kane. You know and where Swanson. I get most of my political ideas? Plays. plays. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, plays with washed up actors. Yeah. So anyway, did Christy Swanson do a lot of other stuff after this? She this did the is kind getaway of from um, that. With, that was with Charlie Sheen. It's also got Flea and Anthony Kiedis. Oh shit! And was uh, had a, the there were some rewrites done by Joss Whedon on that. Oh wow, Small yeah. World. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of much else she's in. She yeah, she kind of fell out by mid '90s. She wasn't exactly popular. I think she's very good and very charming in this. I think so and she's too. Obviously gorgeous in this yeah, movie she's very too. Pretty. But I just find that she is very charming on screen. Yeah. Like I would like to see more movies with her yeah, in I, it from this time period, you know? I, I would I would say that watch the getaway, you might like it. I okay. haven't seen it since the nineties, but I remember enjoying it. It's and basically just like a race on the interstate in LA. Like they're they're in a car most of the time. But okay. it, it's it's fun. It's got like got some good action to it. Well let's talk about the character of Buffy here a little bit too while we're on the subject of her, because she is at first, very clearly, just a ditzy, um, uh, you know, obsessed with shopping, blonde, valley mm-hmm. girl kind of character. But later on in the movie, she actually is a very strong, yeah, independent female character. Like, she yeah. really doesn't need anybody to do the work for her. She and doesn't they- have anybody bending over backwards to be like, let me help you. You're a woman. Like, right. She lives in this world where she's a badass and... All the other male characters and other female characters recognize it and just mm-hmm. let her wreck shop. Mm-hmm. And she, they they do enough exposition to explain basically that she what, what they're uncovering is past lives. It's like she she has all this knowledge from these past lives. Yeah. So it explains how quick she sort of catches on to everything. So it you never really question it. Mm-hmm. They got a good enough montage. But enough about Ray from these new Star Wars <laughs> movies. We're talking about Buffy the Vampire I mean, Slayer. Let's get back in here. Let's talk about Luke Skywalker in the first Star Wars movie. <laughs> he gets on pretty quick, y'all. Yeah, he gets like, on everybody's fast. like, oh, he went to Dagobah. Yeah, but before that, he was wearing a helmet on his head and blocking lasers with a fucking lightsaber yeah. within moments of learning about the Force. <laughs> What's the Force now? Okay, yeah. I guess I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, like uh, that that little bit is enough to make the exposition just like, okay, and then it's the fine. montage yeah. is like, fine. For it's a fine. movie this light, sure, mm-hmm. it's totally fine. The one thing I actually would say the montage could have added and I think would have added some good humor to it is her purchasing all those training outfits. Like they should have had in the montage her at the mall buying all those different training because yeah. every single scene she's in a different training outfit. That's and you true. know she probably didn't own those before. Yeah, yeah. I need to look for my kickboxing. I need to look <laughs> for my tumbling. Yeah, I need, yeah. That would that would have been like worked. a funny sort of like interlude in the montage, just her shopping. But she is, it would go with her. She Here. is a badass though. She really is. You know, yeah. and they don't they don't really make it into this like um, I I don't know, and, and, and this might be a weird way to put it, but especially here like in the early 90s where this was kind of before it was pretty normal to have strong female characters and stuff in Mm. pop culture movies and everything they don't go out of the way to make her like a total femme nazi no or like just ball crusher or anything like that you know i would say there is some there's definitely humor in here that when we look back on it we're not kept like there is like her friends seem to dislike her because she becomes that her like there is some conflict with her and 
dies. Like when she runs out onto the basketball court, they're like, there's, there's a, a girl, girl on, on the, the basketball court. Yeah. Like it's the craziest goddamn thing anybody's ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There, there's a little bit. But the thing is that in 92, we would have caught it more. Whereas now we're like, we just sort of brush it off because it's like, yeah, that's stupid. Nobody thinks that way. She like, steals a guy's motorcycle and oh God. isn't called a thief. Nope. He's, he calls her a dyke. <laughs> calls her a dyke and says he's going to tell the world. You don't even like men. I'm just, here, here also, he goes. You, you just stole my $15,000 motorcycle. Right. That's an issue. Thief. Yeah. Thief, thief is that's the first the thing issue. I would call. I just imagine that guy the next day, he's talking to somebody. And he's like, uh, that blonde girl who stole my bike, she's a lesbian. Well, what blonde girl? The one who stole my bike. So the other night, this blonde girl stole my bike. I don't know how you know about her sexual preferences based on the fact oh, that she's she stole. totally a lesbian. Spread it around. The world's going to know about this. But you don't even know who she is. How can you tell the Just world? Just tell people a blonde girl is a lesbian. <laughs> how is that exactly going to ruin her life? How is this you getting revenge? I mean, it's... I'm just frustrated, okay? She <laughs> stole my motorcycle. She didn't pay attention to me. That would have been funnier. Yeah. If instead of him doing that, being like, oh, she stole my motorcycle. <laughs> like, I, yeah, a lot of the lines by men in this are just like, that's garbage. You're a garbage person. Her boyfriend is an asshole. That guy sucks. He I sucks I don't understand if we're supposed to like him or not. I don't, I don't think we're supposed to like her friend's in the end, I think we're like she. We're like she, learning that they're vapid and yeah. they don't care about actual real world issues. There's several characters, and we'll get to them when we get there. But there's several characters in this movie where you're like, "Am I supposed to like this character or not?" Yeah. I don't think we're supposed to like Hillary Swank. I think she's supposed to, because you know she does that thing with the the leather jacket where she's like that. So five minutes ago, then she buys it. Yeah, I think she's supposed to be seen as like sort of conniving and not not exactly cool well that's okay though because at the end of the movie principal steven root uh <laughs> smashes her head against a brick wall hey, Trina. he does that <laughs> <laughs> steven yeah. root i want to talk about steven root real quick i didn't know this steven root's first acting role he was 36 whoa mm -hmm. late bloomer yeah. really yeah i had no idea fucking milton from the office space so again if you're out there thinking oh, i want to get into acting but i'm 25 i'll never make it Try. Yes, Stephen Root got in when he was young and handsome. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> exactly my point. Like, yeah, exactly huh? my point. Stephen Root. He looks like Stephen Root. He's one of the best character actors the in the best. goddamn he's world. Awesome. Yeah, he's had but so he's not, many memorable. He's not roles. Brad Pitt, and he didn't start in his twenties. Like the idea that people have about Hollywood—that you have to be this beautiful, ever teenage type of person to get into movies—it's like watch a movie. Look at the people. Plenty of people. There's plenty of people that who don't models. look like that. Yeah. yeah. And that it's aren't about, fucking 17. Exactly. It's about talent in a lot of ways. I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be harder, especially for women if you're older. Though they there are tons of older yeah. women in roles. Like, actually, I say tons. There are tons of older men in roles. And yeah. there's half a ton of there's older some. women in roles. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Steven, Steven Root, this is one of his earliest roles. It's like he started like in the late his, 80s. I like his character in this. He's great. Yeah, he's so good. He's just good in everything. You put that man into any role and he's going to nail it. There's this like thing that's in so many 90s and 80s movies where it's like if you're the principal of a school, uh -huh. 
it's more than just your job. It's like your whole identity yeah. is. That's like, I'm uh, the that's principal. who you are. You yeah. don't clock out mm-hmm. ever. Is that how real principals are? I hope not. I mean, you were around more than I was. Yeah, that principal dad. Hmm. I I really hope not. I would hope not. <laughs> Though, I I do know that that teachers and administrators will if they they see students out in the real world they carry their authority like they're yeah. still like hey stop that or whatever no running in the halls uh, and for some reason if you say fuck you to them out in the real world you get in trouble in school oh, and it's come like on. yeah i don't get that i don't i don't i don't get a lot like i don't get how you can post something on social media and get in trouble at school it's not their fucking business Nah. What does that have to do with them? How can you do something outside of school and get in trouble for in school? I just don't get it. Yeah. But I do get it when you read, I don't know, the Panopticon, and you realize that all of the state institutions are set up like prisons, and it's really just a way of imprisoning our minds. Oh. And maybe you avoided that by being homeschooled. Hell yeah. I did it. I, like I broke the, the chains. The idea of authority is just like that. That is so much of what school is is swallowing authority so yeah, yeah. these these the principal characters i see in like the 80s and 90s seem to be like they carry that but they seem to be always the butt of the joke where it's like it's almost like okay uh, i'm out of high school now that i'm writing a principal character i realize like why did i ever listen to this guy He's just some asshole like 30 something year old who was yeah in charge of kids like, well, and they, they show steven root as like Thinking he has all this experience, he's like, yeah, I yeah. saw stuff like this in Nam, and then uh-huh. he's like, well, I'll watch Platoon. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I think a lot of writers were maybe reacting to that, just, like, showing these, how ridiculous they were. But then you also have the Back to the Future principle, where it's just, like, full-on authoritarian, but, like, they're never disrespectful of his authoritarianism. Like, mm. he, he just is who he is. So, I don't know. I, I, I prefer the Steven Root... <clears throat> Jeffrey Jones, uh, uh, yeah, uh, but Jeffrey Jones uh, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, like I prefer that sort of butt of the joke principle. That that's funnier to me. Seymour Skinner from uh, The Simpsons. Oh yeah, those are much more fun. All right, what do you think about Luke Perry in this movie and his character? I never watched a nine hundred two one zero, so mm-hmm. I don't I have any kind of like bias towards him. Uh, I like Luke Perry. I was I watched 90210 at the time. How do you like him as an early age alcoholic that hangs out with high schoolers? He's kind of really flat in this. <laughs> he doesn't really provide much and he wanted to do the movie. So like I guess he that was how he read the role. Like he thought that was how it was supposed to be. How old is he supposed to be? I think he's supposed to be just a year or two out of high school. Yeah? Cuz like it seems like the high school kids all know him. So he's like, definitely an alcoholic already. Yes. Yeah, so for sure, is somebody like buying him booze or, or what? Well, I mean, <laughs> I assume he's in his twenties. As somebody who uh, drank a lot before I was twenty, <laughs> there's a will. It's really not way. hard to get booze. Yeah. <laughs> if you want it, you're gonna get it. Yeah. So Luke Perry, I I just wanted to talk a little bit about him because he, he died this year. Yeah, RIP, people man. should know this about Luke Perry. Luke Perry auditioned for two hundred and fifty six acting jobs before he Whoa. landed a role. He's one of those people I just would have assumed he got a job because he was a hunk. Nope. Just a uh, hard-working dude. 200 and- 256 auditions. 
Wow, that is a lot. He's a good looking dude. By the time he was on 90210, at one point, uh, he he went to a fan meetup thing and there was a riot. There Jesus. were so many women there screaming and going crazy. There like ended up being a riot and they had to cancel it immediately. Like good Beatlemania. Lord. So can you imagine going from 256 failed auditions, still having the integrity to just keep going to auditions, and then two years later, there's a riot of people trying to see you. That's like, insane. That had to be a real tough transition. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, absolutely. And I, I think that his his laid back and low key personality mm-hmm. kind of helped him through it, but it also is what kind of led him to I think shy away from it because after nine hundred two one zero he did stuff, but it was just like. He it seemed to go for smaller roles yeah. and less like flashy things. I, I think maybe, you know, like I mean, you you have fans. They're a lot sometimes, right? Like sure, yeah. yeah. It can be it can be tough to keep up with everything. Imagine a riot because you walk into a mall. Like it'd be pretty intense. Yeah, it'd be pretty fucking intense. So I think maybe in this he wanted to go low key because it was just like I I don't want to be the star of this movie. I don't want like all the attention in the movie. I want to be the guy who's like just the I help the main character. Well, let me look at it. Let me let me try to to make you look at it this way too. So I was watching some like of the little behind the scenes stuff that they have about this movie uh-huh. last night on YouTube. Yeah. And I think the way you could explain away the flatness of his character and also maybe part of why he did the role and stuff like that. In his own words, he said that he loves this character in this movie because he is the damsel in distress. He is. Yeah. And oftentimes in these movies where we have a big tough, you know, male character that's rescuing a damsel, mm-hmm. She's usually just a pretty face, and that's all there is to the character. Oh, so yeah, he, at it. that's how, kind of how he plays it. Yeah, he's, he's just, just a, pretty, I'm a face. pretty face. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, I got this gig because I'm a hunk, mm-hmm. and my character doesn't need to have anything to it because I ultimately just get rescued by a woman and kick a little bit of ass, but mostly just get rescued by her. You notice that scene, like, towards the end of the movie, whenever the vampires, like, bust into the prom, like, she steps in front of him, yes. and he's, I like, did behind her. Like, yeah. he is absolutely a damsel in distress. In this movie, with an awesome fashion sense, am oh, I right? Man. He looks like he looks like a hobo dressed up, <laughs> like a homeless person who wanted to get into fashion design. Was yeah. like, I found this in the trash. We'll put that it's on. Unbuttoned you. Henley, <laughs> some uh, fucking uh, uh, like uh, oh shit, what is that stuff? Like thermal underwear, yeah, stuff like that. He his hair too, because like got that Clooney cut. Yeah, well, but but. Two years before Clooney had it, this this is okay. I, I get it. He's a yeah. time traveler, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I'm saying Luke Perry traveled through time. He didn't die at a young age. He just traveled into the future. My God, yeah. this guy <laughs> Luke Perry, though. I'm saying like, yeah, I think yeah, you're right. He took this role because he gets to be backup, and he doesn't have his uh, Dylan hair. He has this like just. Caesar cut that's kind of limp and not really like no product in it or anything. He's going opposite of 90210. He's he's getting to not be the center of attention. And his superpower in this is he's the master of all machines. (laughs) He can conjure up any vehicle at any time. Yeah, two different motorcycles, a van, just whatever. Whatever, man. Mm -hmm. He's like Aquaman to cars. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> he summons them <laughs> to me motorcycles. <laughs> My favorite thing about Luke Perry mm-hmm. is the way that his name plays into my favorite pastime the (laughs) name game me and a couple friends of mine have had this long going thing where you either make up a name and or find a facebook profile of a Mm -hmm. person that really has this name yeah what you do is you reverse the first letters or first consonant sounds of their first and last name Mm -hmm. so luke perry you get puke larry puke larry (laughs) just good old puke larry But I've got to tell you what, Steve, the fun doesn't stop there. Because it doesn't? Tell me more. In my pursuits of ultimate name game winners, uh-huh. and I'll reveal to you the champion of the name game. Uh-oh. I found Dennis Pick, old Penis Dick. Penis Dick. Uh-huh. One of my favorites, Mr. Rick Diggs. Dick Riggs. Dick Riggs. <laughs> what you know about Kirk Jacques? Sure, cock. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, one of one of my one of my friends here that's really tough to hang around mm-hmm. rough house a little bit. Fanny Tristan. Tranny Fist. Tranny Fiston. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you can always go and hang out with this guy and just have a real low key good time. What you know about Nick Lutz? Lick nuts. Aww. As I'm naming these off, I'm showing Steve real Facebook yeah, profiles these are real of people, people. With these names. But this guy, if you're listening, we're making fun of you. Real pain in the ass. Real bitch. Bill Rich. Real more like bitch. real bitch. So we've been playing the name game for years and years and years. Yeah, Puke Larry is Puke a great Puke Larry's one. good. Uh, the ultimate champion, if you want to know of who won the name game. Who it is. If you want to know who won the name game, it's motherfucking Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie with their uh, daughter, if I recall, Shiloh Pitt. Hilo shit. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that's the, that's the kid's actual name. name. That's a bad name. Pilo shit. Oh, Pilo shit. Pilo <laughs> pit, y'all. It's Damn. right there. They won the game. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you think they were playing the game? They're like, huh. Nobody else. I know, know Brad Pitt smokes a lot of weed. Yeah, so. does he? Yeah. He might have. He, he might have. There's done no that, yeah. way you couldn't think of it. I just, I don't <laughs> see that name and not immediately go, oh, Pilo shit. Yeah. They had to know. <laughs> they had to know. Let's get into the rest of the cast, Ben. All right. What about a Donald? I make up my own line. Sutherland. <laughs> Love Donald Sutherland. He's so fucking good. Yeah, he's in great. This, not great. What in movie this is season, he in? He's in, this. in a different movie. Yeah. For one, he's creepy as fuck. Very creepy. All the time, just like lurking around the lockers mm. of girls' high school, mm. like fucking uh, change rooms and stuff in the Very gym. Very strange. Like what the fuck? So that one scene wherever um, she's already like established her connection with him and stuff, and rather than just meeting her in like a reasonable place, <laughs> he's in the locker room. Yeah, hey, what's up? And she's up? like, hey, this is a naked place. Mm-hmm. She just happened to walk in the room. He peeps around from behind a locker. How long had he been in that fucking locker room? How many that? other people had he peeped on? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Be like, whoops, not her. Just saw some 14-year-old There's tits. another way of seeing this movie through the eyes of Donald Sutherland as a, an 80s slasher. Yeah, you're probably right. Everywhere he ends up is where a slasher would go. What if he was just completely full of shit the whole time and is just like, maybe if I just tell some little girl she's a vampire killer or something Mm -hmm. like that, I can stalk her and follow around and (laughs) you won't be surprised I'm in the locker room and shit like that. When he throws that knife at her, like, what was his plan if if she didn't? Because... Well, just kill the girl. Just (laughs) kill... 
Yeah, just, you're right. I like, just stalked and killed a teenager. How many other girls had failed the test up to that <laughs> point? Like, what if, what if the whole movie there would have been like newspaper clippings of like another girl found with knife and head, and you're like, what the fuck's going on? There's some kind of the weird knife murder subplot. and head murderer. Yeah. yeah, turns out it's just Donald Sutherland just trying Donald to find Sutherland. Buffy. Figure, yep, just trying to figure out where Buffy is. <laughs> also, he trains her. He is terrible at fighting vampires. He's awful. Yeah. Awful Worthless. at it. Worthless. So why does she need him to train her? Clearly she does not. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, Donald Sutherland's character doesn't make a whole lot of sense and probably could have been basically removed in yeah. some way. Like she could have gotten the knowledge that she's she is what she is some other way. A book. Maybe Lothos finds her. Right, yeah, because yeah. well, he's obviously in pursuit of her and yeah. stuff too. Yeah, you probably could have written the Donald mm-hmm. Sutherland character out, and because she seems to have like knowledge from her past lives, the training goes real quick. Yeah. So like she could have trained herself. She's already like an athlete, so we could have had the montages without Donald Sutherland being creepy in the corner. I think that his wardrobe looks like it was gathered <laughs> up from like maybe five different people's closets. Yeah. It looks like a community theater outfit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it looks like the outfit of somebody that would be on stage at, like, the yeah. Rose Center. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> also, here's another thing I just want to put out there. Anytime in a movie that somebody wants to be undercover and inconspicuous. Gotta wear a trench coat. Trench coat, hat, mm-hmm. gloves. What could make you more yeah, conspicuous? Yeah, if I saw that, I'd be like, what the fuck is Carmen What's San Diego doing, doing over too? there? Yeah, dude, like, I'm out, I'm out here watching through the windows, all these people on the streets of, of Knoxville and stuff out here. If I ever saw one person wearing that outfit, I'd be like, he's fucking up to he's something. He's up to something he's for sure. He's doing something. Yeah, he's either going to a Halloween party dressed as a creep, or he's a <laughs> creep. <laughs> and, dude, like, the fact that he's not even wearing, like, like Italian leather, like driving gloves. He, it looks like he's wearing like leather work gloves from Lowe's. Yeah, it does. It looks like your mom put together a, de- a detective costume. It's like, <laughs> we've got some of your dad's old work gloves in here. These will work. I seen them just like this in a movie with Donald Sutherland. Y'all seen that? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I love it. Rugger Howard's in this. Rugger also, R.I.P. Fuck Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Fucking also, Blade Runner, man. We're in, we're in the future right now. Oh yeah, this is post Blade Runner. But we're po- we're in a post Blade Runner world. You're right. Hey, remember back in Blade Runner times last week? Oh wow, yeah, that was crazy. Wild stuff, mm. man. All Wild those stuff. replicants running around. Yeah, it was crazy. Pretty crazy yeah. stuff. Glad we fixed it. Rutger Hauer in this vampire with a mustache. That's it. Vampire with a mustache. I, I, he doesn't seem to be in this movie either. He I'm sorry, seems to be listen, in a different movie. I love Rutger Hauer. I do too. Obviously, we all do. Yeah. I never would look at him and go, that's who I would pick to be a vampire. Yeah. He Wearing doesn't dark look, red lipstick. Yeah. With like his like flesh colored hair yeah. and skin colored mustache. Yeah, and that mustache just. Mm-mm. He just does not look like a fucking vampire no. to me. He doesn't have that like suaveness, that kind of like effeminate nature that a lot of vampires have. Yeah. Uh, uh I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about that casting. Isn't it weird? I, I mean, as we're talking about the cast, isn't it weird that the protagonist of the movie, the main character, Christy Swanson, has probably had the worst career of everybody in this movie? Yeah, really, right? Yeah, yeah like, like everything all the just other side fell characters. off. Where everybody else, like, this is the beginning for them. They're, yeah, 
Huh. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, Rucker Howard in this, though, he does play a mean fiddle with gloves on. That's an electric violin, yeah. I guess. Uh, you couldn't play a violin what? with those gloves on either. Fuck. Like, no, your intonation would be shot to yeah. shit. And yeah, that violin, like, why would he have this, like, plexiglass electric... Like, he's been around since the Middle Ages. He would have a much better violin, I would imagine. I should think. He should yeah. have a Stradivarius A Stradivarius, like that, yeah. Man. Yeah. With some catgut strings. And he's also, like, not a sexy vampire to me at all. No, he's not. Know? He's, like, an old, like, a, an elderly gentleman who used to be handsome vampire. Yeah. Like, he, he got bitten like. past the handsome point. <laughs> Dude, that wouldn't that just be so fucking annoying? That would be the worst. Like, let's say you get up there and you're like, I'm 75 years old. And Everything then boom, hurts. Vampired. Yeah, like like all my muscles are all droopy and I got crow's yeah. feet and all this stuff. I'm I'm bald. And then you get bit by the vampire. You'd be like, <laughs> fucking hell. Where were you in my 20s? Yeah, seriously. Where were you like fucking 50 years you, ago? Okay, what year would you want to be frozen at? Probably around what? 25. 25. Yeah. I think around around like yeah. twenty five or so. I that's think it's it, probably when I had the most energy. Never really felt much pain or anything. No, huh? Yeah, and I still had a ton of thick, luscious locks. You still do that? Eh, thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. I had even more. Oh, okay. I maybe had an excess back then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to share. I had a hair sharing <laughs> program in my have community. Some you have some hair. Hair for you. You get hair. You get hair. <laughs> but when you get changed into a vampire, it fixes those things. I was yeah. gonna say, do those ailments get yeah. fixed, or yeah, is it, it just does. like you're, you have to deal with them forever? I What's think the statute it, of limitations? What if like you? What's went, the statute went, of limitations on vampire? Yeah, like what if you <laughs> went to Iraq and you stepped on a landmine and you lost a leg, and then you get bit by a vampire? Does the leg come back? Or is is it basically like miracle rules, like how God doesn't fix fucking amputees, but he'll miraculously cure an illness? Right. Is it God rules? Like okay, so. All right, so let's say a vampire gets just destroyed by bullets on all sides, regular bullets. Okay, yeah. All sides. Just tons and tons of soldiers shooting from all sides. At what point does it cease to have any, like, actual consistency as still a a, a thing and still get to exist? Like, there's... I mean... I'm just saying, if you burnt a vampire entirely, how does it survive how much vampire has to be left yeah well, i mean we've seen deadpool fucking regrow his head yeah yeah deadpool can do not that he's a vampire but if we're talking yeah. healing factors mm-hmm. i mean fucking weapon x wolverine mm-hmm. he's yep, had his same. shit torn up yeah. apart yeah it's hard to say so yeah with that that healing factor idea basically it doesn't make any sense that paul rubens loses an arm and doesn't get it back Oh, yeah, because he does, right? Yeah. yeah, he loses his arm and it never comes back. So they do play God rules. I guess so. Yeah. yeah, so I guess if you have a disease or an injury, that will be healed. But if you lose a part of you, you're it's out just of gone. Life. I guess so. I always want... Okay, so like, all right. You cut off the very tip of your finger. Yeah. It'll grow back. Ouch. Like just a little bitty tip. Just that little bit of skin. It'll come back. It'll come back. It'll grow back. Yeah. How much, how far Ooh. back do you have to go before it won't grow back? Point of no return. Yeah. That's a good What question. is the midpoint where it's like, that? nope, not going to grow back? You should practice and find out on your dick. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that won't, I don't have a lot of practicing room there, but I'll, I'll make do. <laughs> not a generous practice space, nah. really. <laughs> I have to break out the micrometers to... <laughs> view my progress. No, I assume I'd have to do that anyway. I mean, if we really want to figure <laughs> out 
<laughs> I pull out the, the tiniest little micromanager. Yeah. My favorite thing with Rutger Hauer in this is that scene where Buffy like goes to sleep and she has that dream and it's like all grayish. Yeah. And like he she like falls into bed and he's like behind yeah. her. Mm-hmm. That to me is a really well shot like That was. What movie is this? Yeah, it from? reminded me of Bram looks, Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. really artsy and mm-hmm. stuff. Um I like that shot a lot. But other than that, a lot of the stuff that he does in this, like his whole get up and his whole like that first appearance where he's like floating in the air and he like unfurls his cape. Yeah. It's all very like universal monsters. Yeah, nothing special about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Not my not my favorite vampire of all time, uh, Lothos. No, not even really an interesting vampire. Honestly. Not really. The vampire that steals the show, of course, is Paul, Paul Rubens. Rubens, man, yeah. he steals Pee-wee. the entire show. He's the funniest part of the movie, without a doubt. And, and, and uh, he, uh, he's okay. a he's a nice person. He has never done anything. I, I'm bad. sure he is a nice person. Um, and he he has done some things that people would say are bad, and I would say, well, jerking off in a movie theater is kind of the expectation. Well, a por- specifically a porn theater, not just like yeah. he was watching fucking. A bunch, yeah, he wasn't a watching bunch Bambi life. and jerking off. Yeah, <laughs> die, mom. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be yeah. very warped. <laughs> was, that would be crazy. But researching this brought me across some really sad truth about life. I uh, I didn't know about any of this. So, uh, in 2002, Paul Rubens' home was raided by the FBI, and they pulled out a whole bunch of child porn. I... Here's... I didn't hear about this. Here's... Let's get even deeper into it. He ended up being charged with a misdemeanor and not really much happening. The very next day, I mean, the child pornography is a very fucking serious. Well, yeah, we'll bother. talk. We'll talk about the detail of that in just a second. But Yikes. the very next day is when they raided Jeffrey Jones's house. Ooh. Jeffrey Jones and Paul Rubens are friends. Ooh. Uh, so you're saying like part of this whole Hollywood pedophile ring thing? Perhaps. Ah. Uh. Uh, and the fact that they both were charged with misdemeanors and got like just a little bit of probation and they both made movies after and that <laughs> fucking Jeffrey Jones I didn't even know this I watched Deadwood years after it came out Yeah, I thought it must have been before the child porn stuff they, the child porn, they yeah. hired Jeffrey Jones two years after the child porn stuff the way that we are so flippant in the entertainment industry and stuff about yeah. people that are found to be child fuckers yeah predatory fuckers and then they still get work afterwards Mm -hmm. dude i'm talking about like if you get fired for coming into work stoned yeah you might never never work again yeah you might have to go work for like a construction company that will just hire anybody yeah but these guys get away with Mm. having Child pornography and literally fucking and kids. Still and, having careers. I mean, fucking Jeepers Creepers, man. Victor Sullivan. Oh, it's like, yeah. fuck, man. I um, think that uh, I think that we should take that offense as seriously as humanly fucking possible. Yeah. The me the Me Too movement. Uh, first off, seems to have died down a little, and I don't. I that don't, didn't last very long. Yeah, I don't like that. And it, it never really embraced all the actual issue of child molesting never really embraced the fact that brian singer is a child molester oh dude everybody knows yeah everybody knows still making movies still walking around free 
Okay, so the specifics on the Paul Rubens case are, and, and, and I will try my best to give a defense attorney explanation and then also what I think is probably true. Uh, Paul Rubens, he collects vintage erotica. Okay. Uh, so some of those vintage erotica magazines uh, from back in the day would have had uh, uh, teenage boys posing in muscle muscle poses because a lot of those were muscle ma- like they would be called muscle magazines oh, yeah, yeah, but, but they, they were, were really yeah. yeah they were four dudes to jerk off looking at, at mus- muscular men yeah so uh, a teen boy in that technically wouldn't be making pornography at the time it wouldn't but it is obviously for that reason the ancient Greeks used to fuck 10 year old boys yes they did that doesn't make yeah. it right now doesn't make it right no so it is possible, and this was an explanation given that he buys those in bulk. He like he'll hear of an estate sale where there's a bunch of them, and he'll just buy them. Okay. And that he had no idea those were in there. Whoopsie daisy. The fact that the next day his friend Jeffrey Jones was arrested Seems and incriminating, found to have hired a 14 year old boy and ah, made child porn yeah. with him seems almost like Paul Rubens may have said like hey 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 guys 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 I know a worse pedophile plea bargain it's called yeah yeah but neither one of them got any real bad no I mean trouble. We, we watched a new Pee Wee Herman special on fucking Netflix last year yeah yikes yikes people should give a shit when people be fucking kids Steve <laughs> yes people should give the, a shit isn't it crazy to have to say that it's really isn't crazy it to have to say that crazy to, uh, this t- should matter like should why do we have to say Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself we all know it we all know like we all know that Jeffrey Epstein had an island where politicians rich famous people all went and fucked children his plane was called the Lolita Express yep they Come would go on. and they would fuck children and names on that list include donald trump and bill clinton and i as a liberal wait did you just slander a democrat and a republican that's impossible yeah, fuck them fuck bill clinton fuck all fuck of them. every one of you fucking kids i don't give a shit what your politics <laughs> yeah. are also fuck bill clinton any goddamn way he yeah. was a fucking republican <laughs> in the first place yeah totally <laughs> yeah but seriously like I, I don't give a shit. Why why can't we put politics aside and say fucking kids is bad and anybody that does it shouldn't be fucking Regardless president? Of what team you're on. Yes. Yeah, it's all loathsome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking people, dude. So oh, Paul Rubens is the best part of this movie, but then researching it made him the worst part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of tough because like I was watching this and I was like, man, he's really good. Yeah. And then you come over and you tell me all this stuff and I'm like, oh, I hate that. I, I, like I, want that. To be- I do want to believe. I do really, truly want to believe that he bought a bunch of stuff in an estate sale. They came it could in, happen. They, they came in raiding him because they found out he bought that stuff and they knew that that person was a pedophile or something. And then they, they raid him and then maybe he's like, listen, I, that's not me at all. I know a guy who is that way. You could go check him out. That seems But if you know like a guy a who is that way and you're his friend, <laughs> you're, you're that also way. <laughs> a piece of shit. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you molest kids. If you know someone's molesting kids and you're like, hey, he's my friend. I molest kids. You're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but Paul Rubens in this is is fantastic. And dude, his <laughs> his death scene in this mm-hmm. is what really sold me on and this improvised. movie the first time this that is I watched it. Too. Is it really? Yeah, he improvised. Yeah. And then even in the end credits, he's still... Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, ah. Yeah. He's fucking hilarious. He He's is great. hilarious. 
So I, I want to believe the best of him, but but I don't. There's there's no evidence. Kill there. him a lot. Yeah, kill him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what about? Let's see. We got a whole bunch of other people yeah, in Hillary this movie. Swank, Hillary Swank her, is in her here. first film. She would go on to win two Academy Awards, and and you don't see her in a whole lot now. She she and Jeffrey Dean Morgan are married. He's a hunk. Yeah? Yeah. He's the guy who played Negan on Walking Dead. I, well, oh, that guy. Yeah, I know you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she, I mean, she won two Academy Awards, like, pretty close together. Boys Don't Cry and Million Dollar Baby. She's a badass. She's a fucking actor, badass, man. Yeah. And, and, and even in this, it's like, yeah, she's just a, a ditzy dumbass in this movie, but she really commits to the role yeah. very well. Yeah, you can tell she's a good actress immediately. Yeah, yeah she's very believable mm-hmm. as that, that ditz. We've also got the Punisher in this movie, Thomas Tom Jane. Jane. Yeah, <laughs> what Tom Jane's in this, and he's in here for like two lines. Two lines, yeah. But he's so, in here. He's in here. Uh, other no line or two line people, Ben Affleck. Ben fucking Affleck. Yeah, this is just a period where like these these people, because we know them now, we look back and go, all these people are in this one movie. But at the time, they were nobody. We have an Arquette in this fucking movie. D- we, have we have two Arquettes. Two Arquettes. It's David Arquette with Arquettes. I, honestly, David. Uh, aside from Paul Rubens, David Arquette and Luke Perry together is the second best bit it, of the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're, especially they're funny Arquette together. Is, is awesome. Yeah, he's, he's really, great. really funny. And this is early for early in his career too. He, so. He's got that Salem's Lot moment where he uh-huh. floats up to the window and stuff. Yeah. Very obvious homage. Are you on something? That's really funny, Joe. I, I like that. Yeah. You're on something. There's that one moment later on in the movie where there's some terrible ADR with him where he's like attacking mm-hmm. Luke yeah. Perry. He's like, what's the line he says? He's like, put up a fight, man, or something yeah. like that. The ADR is not even not remotely great. close. I'm, I'm assuming it's because he probably couldn't talk through the prosthetic teeth. <laughs> Yeah, that seemed to, to be a problem it. because uh, what's his name? It's always a problem. With the one movies. basketball player, Sasha. Uh, I don't remember his character name. The guy that's Sa- real Sasha like something. He's in, like yeah, he's yeah. in Dazed and Confused and, and a bunch of oh. other stuff. He, uh, you can tell that all of his lines are ADR because the the fangs are too big. Oh yeah, when he's talking, he would be like slobbering and shit. Um, who else do we have? We got a Seth Green's back in here. Seth oh, Green's the other Arquette too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Alexis Arquette is in this uh, at the time. Alex Arquette as the fucking DJ and does the best vampire performance <laughs> in the movie because <laughs> Alexis Arquette was like vampires are fucking ghouls and creatures. So yeah. Like, and the other people are just acting like teenagers with bangs. Like he's acting like a goddamn ghoul. Let's talk about this while we're on the subject of the way that Arquette acted as a vampire. There doesn't seem to have been any point where they all sat down and talked about what's what, our vampire. What's a vampire? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because okay, you've got they're all different. You've got uh, Rucker Hauer, which is like classical count mm-hmm. vampire. I have. He, a, he doesn't have like the weird ears. That's like what the I'm rest saying. Of them. Yeah. Does, like Paul Rubens doesn't either. Does he? I don't think so. But then some of them, like the basketball player, get these weird bat-like features, mm-hmm. like the pointy ears and yeah. stuff. Some of them have the whole, I'm constantly going, <laughs> Yeah. Is that just something that you do when you just become a vampire? But like by the time you get to be Rucker Howard's age, you're pretty you're over like, it. Eh, it's cool. It's cool. Hey, relax, okay? Yeah. yeah. Understate. Play Understate. the violin, you know, maybe seduce. Yeah. Then bite the shit out of them. You don't have to be doing the fang thing. Literally all the time. I know it's new to you, <laughs> and it's pretty fun. It's it's like when you the first time you get to play with a real gun, 
It's like, oh, you can slide it. You can cock it. I was thinking you're going to go with first time you discover your penis. Like the first time you discover your penis, you're like, what if I do this? (laughs) (laughs) What if I knock the microphone off the table? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, is is it every human's, like, does every human end up masturbating because they bumped into something? Has to be. Yeah. yeah or I leaned like, up against the dryer. Yeah. Whoops. It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, my funny places. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. Do you think that before the invention of, of dryers, a lot of people never discovered masturbating? Whoa. <laughs> no, masturbation's always been a thing. Oh. <laughs> it used to be a normal thing until the Kellogg guy came oh, along. Oh, Kellogg. Yeah. Look at you. Masturbation. You should have cornflakes instead. All marketing. A non-delicious cereal. <laughs> That'll cure you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else? Who? But there's no logic really to the way that the the vampires in this act behave. No, they're all the first over ones the place. that we see rise from the dead out of graves like zombies. Yeah. Right. Uh, what were they doing in the grave? I know. Like Donald Sutherland takes her to the graveyard and awaits for the guy to pop up out of the grave. So in this world, a vampire kills you, and then I guess a week later you come back. Like there isn't the quick turn. You're bitten. Now but you're infected. David with vampirism. Arquette turned immediately. Basically. Yeah. So why did these people like rise from the grave like they're in fucking the thriller video? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they they don't the lore is is really all over the place. There's and they don't get much into it. Well, basically what we see is that th- they can seduce, but only one of them seems to do it. Oh yeah, they mostly are... just hiss. Yeah. Uh apparently they don't show up on photographs, which we we talked about before and while Kate was here and my issue is uh, what I assume they were thinking was uh, an SLR camera uses a, a mirror, mirror, but right. you actually only use the mirror for the viewfinder. You're not actually using the mirror. Yeah, the mirror is not taking the photo. You, yeah, the you click you see hear, it in the yeah. viewfinder, right? But you can see it in the photograph. The the click you hear is the mirror moving out of the way so that the light can get to the film. Yeah. So no mirrors involved. But then Kate pointed out silver nitrate film, which is what they probably would have been using in 92. Right. Silver is actually the p- issue with mirrors with, with vampires. The That's reason why they, you can't see yeah. a vampire in a mirror and so yeah. on. Because mirrors used to only be made of silver and silver like uh, uh, turns Repels the undead. evil spirits yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Well, but that being said, that means a vampire could look at its reflection in a pond of water then. Sure. Yeah. A vampire has a reflection, just not in silver. So like a polished piece of brass. Yeah. Yeah. But now that, like, now in vampire movies where the lore goes to, like, they can't be seen in a mirror, what I, I really want to know what the science is to that. Yeah, <laughs> like, really. Why yeah. can't they see this? You could stuff? definitely take a photo of a vampire with a digital camera. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Yeah, there's no mm-hmm. mirror or silver involved there. None whatsoever. Hmm. So, uh, yeah. I Vampire lore is. Fuzzy at Fuzzy best. Fuzzy at best, yeah. <laughs> it really is. You really do have to... Esta- I mean, because, like, you know, people people uh, really diss on Twilight for the sparkly vampire thing, but vampires in the original sort of idea, they were, they were meant to stand out. I mean, that's something we see in Bram Stoker's Dracula that they really went for that as actually in the novel, Dracula, is that he, he sticks out. Like he stands yeah. out. He soaks up all the attention in the room. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That that's something that 
you don't see as much in vampire movies anymore. They don't go for that. So when Twilight makes a sparkly vampire, yeah, I get you're upset about it. But it, it's rooted in old vampire lore. It's not that odd for them to be able to walk in the day. I mean, uh, Gary Oldman walks in the day. And again, in the novel, Dracula, he walks during the day. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah all that other They're just stuff not as kind strong during the day. Is, yeah, is that's all. the yeah. deal. Yeah, they don't have their full maximum powers. Yeah. Now, some of the characters in this that really amused me the most, aside from our, our main cast here. Okay, Buffy's parents. <laughs> oh, I guess it's her dad and stepmom yeah, are just like ultimate yuppies there's there's a lot of making fun of california in this southern california is the butt of a lot of the jokes and yeah they're they're these like uh la type of people always on the go always doing something bright super materialistic colors, super materialistic there's that scene where buffy gets home at like one in the morning she's like would you look at the time mm -hmm. she points at her watch she's like my watch died what a piece of shit like, yeah she's not at all concerned about the fact that her yeah. daughter was out late yeah this this lack of concern died. for your 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 children or whatever the the hippie sort of parenting style of letting them figure it out yeah yeah, yeah. and then speaking of hippies there's that fucking basketball coach <laughs> That I guess is like read every Deepak he's, Chopra book a yeah, hundred times or something. He outwardly looks like Pat Riley, but he he's actually fuck. You mean Rat Piley? Yeah, Rat Rat Piley. <laughs> rat Piley. But his 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 coaching philosophy is Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. Yeah, Phil Jackson. Uh, I believe the the book that started him on what became his philosophy that made him such a winning fucking coach was zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance oh okay yeah yeah he read that really well and he known. really got into like zen and and that type of like wow. focus and 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 really exp uh like taking your mind uh, out of the world and becoming this like very capable of, of dealing with all the chaos in front of you because you inwardly are at peace mm. and it fucking worked he won you know a ton of titles for the Chicago Bulls and, and for the Lakers. So uh, this movie is making fun of that in some ways, but it's also making fun of the self-esteem movement at the time because he's like basically trying to... Actualize, actualize. Yeah. yeah. So he's basically just the butt of a bunch of jokes <laughs> where basically, like if you if you were watching this in Knoxville in 1992, you'd be like, <laughs> that's how they are out there. Out <laughs> California. Bunch of Yankees out there. They tell you nice stuff. <laughs> Ain't that weird? <laughs> they help you achieve your goals. How dumb. How dumb. I hate them. There's that one part in the, like, during the game where he's standing on the sidelines and with his hands, he's making this pyramid symbol. Triangle, yeah. That he's, like, looking through. And earlier, like, yeah. on his little chart, he had, like, the all-seeing eye and, like, yeah. the male and female symbols and infinity yeah, yeah. and... Yeah, he's got, he's, yeah, it's it's Phil Jackson, the triangle defense, or triangle offense, whatever. I don't oh. know much about basketball, but yeah. That's what that was Yeah, about. it's all Phil Jackson. They're, oh. they're making fun of Phil Jackson with just making him look like Pat Riley. So two basketball coaches who were popular at the time. Well, all right then. Yeah, but Pat Riley was more of the, like, fucking yell and scream and not zen like Phil Jackson. But gotcha. Phil Jackson just looks like some old dude. So, like, how do you make him outwardly look like a basketball coach? You slick back his hair. There you go. Yeah. That'll do it. Let me ask you something about about Lothos, our big bad mm -hmm. in this movie. <laughs> Lothos, uh, Rucker Hauer. Was he really all that bad? Like, did he have some big plan to like, and then I'll murder all the children? I, this is a perfectly uh, valid question because I believe halfway through the movie, 
they thought the same thing on the production because up to this point you're like eh, all right whatever and then he's like gonna eat a cat <laughs> you gotta give him something to do to and make you're us like, not like oh, him. okay he's a bad guy because he eats cat got it but also alf was popular around this time and he ate cats oh, so that's again, true that's true maybe he's from melmac but i think they had they had to do that because there's no other point where he becomes the villain no like he's just against our protagonist so we know he's the antagonist but he never does anything villainous no not really he just seems like he wants to stay alive yeah. and eat a little bit so this is I w i'm gonna write the sequel to save the cat and call it eat the cat Ooh. <laughs> this is how you write your villains they have to have their <laughs> eat the cat moment so you know they're a villain. What do you think about him showing up at the end of the movie with a fucking, like, katana sword? <laughs> that was insane. What? Where did that fucking come from? <laughs> That's one of those things I did not see coming. Yeah. Like, a lot of this, actually, because, like, the camp and the cheese, and then the fact that a lot of this doesn't make sense, they all blend together to make it fine. Yeah, I'm fine if, with it, yeah. Yeah, because sure. if it were serious and those things are happening, it would be like, what the fuck? But because it's so campy and cheesy, it's like, yeah, all right, of course, yeah, whatever. But I, I think definitely it's because this this movie's not well directed. It's not poorly directed, but it is not well directed. It's a little bit of an identity crisis. Yeah. It's a little all over the map. It's, it it's a little of bit is. of like, I, I feel like a lot of the movie, every little set of characters, whether it's the girls mm. and Buffy yeah. and the vampires or the other group of like, younger vampires like everybody mm. was kind of going their own direction yeah i got the impression that there wasn't really a lot of like wrangling going on yeah. being like okay you characters are this way you guys do this there was more I, just a lot of like yes dad do vampire stuff i don't mm -hmm. know and that's a, that's a type of direction that can succeed very well yeah i mean fucking romero did that a yeah. lot romero just yeah. trusted the actors to do their thing yeah and and it could very well succeed here i think it fails here because it seems that the moments where it does need a specific direction, they still went with the do whatever. Yeah, totally. But it yeah. needed somebody to come in and be like, okay, Lothos, I need you to be villainous. I need you to fucking read these lines that I wrote, Donald Sutherland. Yeah, please. I Could wrote you, them for a reason. They're written down for a reason. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we need a consistent story here. He does yeah. so much dumb shit. There's a part in, in the movie where he's like chewing on a handkerchief. He's ah. like biting it and pulling on it. You know the scene I'm talking yes. about? Yes. Why? I think it was it during the. It's where Buffy was like talking yeah. to him about something or another. It's not long before he dies. <sighs> yeah, I don't understand. I don't know. But we do have that sick ass soundtrack, right? <laughs> I ain't gonna eat on my heart. That's so, a good song, right? Yeah, I got some CNC Music Factory, but not the songs you're thinking of. Yeah, exactly. The B side to one of those songs, <laughs> and it's got Ozzy Osbourne, but not any of those songs. Not any. No. Uh, Party with the animals or what the fuck ever. <laughs> Like, soundtrack in this is pretty bad. I it's really, just 90s as fuck, man. It is. I don't like the move that movies made to having soundtracks like that. I prefer scores. Me too. Yeah. I, I like Sure. Every once in a while you have a, a song. Fine, of course. Like, you're at a bar. There's going to be a song playing or whatever. But I, I prefer a score. I don't... I mean, cool I guess in be, a... though, if you... Any bar that you went into, you went in, and rather than playing, like... George Thargood or Ted mm -hmm. Nugent or something, it was a sweeping orchestral score. Like guys like shooting pool and stuff, and there's like this huge string section. <laughs> yeah, like 
What would that do to the atmosphere of any given bar? I bet it would add a lot of drama to everything. <laughs> yeah, everything suddenly becomes increasingly you're waiting, more dramatic. You're waiting for like five minutes at the bar, but instead of it just being you standing there tapping your it's foot, you're just looking back and forth oh between the bartender and each person he's talking to. Like, oh, oh my god, get it or not? Me? Did you forget my order? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be fun. Those like high stakes games of pool suddenly become even more intense. Mm -hmm. I think in a comedy it works to keep like say Clueless for instance. Yeah. Clueless is one that has both an awesome soundtrack and the music goes with the scenes. Instead of what you get a lot especially in the late 90s early 2000s is they wanted to have this band name attached to the project. Suicide Squad. Yes. So they, <laughs> they just the, whatever they'll say like boy we sure want stained on our <laughs> soundtrack and then stained makes a song and they're like yep cool we'll put it in like a maximum overdrive with acdc <laughs> fuck yeah only that time it worked yeah i was gonna say the opening to maximum overdrive makes you think you're gonna watch a pretty cool movie who built who uh-huh <laughs> it's pretty cool that but then the movie just doesn't make crazy any sense. fucking of course movie. the opening doesn't make sense because uh, of course the movie doesn't make sense yeah. what the fuck are you talking about like the sprinklers they, they take control of the sprinklers sprinklers are not you shouldn't be able to take control of a sprinkler not a motor like what what is what is uh, uh, we'll, we'll do we'll that do one that day there's, there's just there. so fucking many <laughs> questions in that movie but I do love it when uh, Stephen King that's his uh, he does his little cameo he's at the, the ATM does it say fuck you or something? I think so, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah overall, dude, this is a this is a fun movie. I like that it does all the the shitty like nineties Valley Girl yeah. kind of stuff. But uh, you know what's interesting? I, I did some research on the Valley Girl stuff. It started eighty two. We were talking about this with uh, Frank Zappa's My song, man, Frank Zappa, yeah. and then also there was the movie Valley Girl, and then Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And so the Valley Girl became like this normal thing through the 80s that would get kind of thrown into movies. But then the thing that kind of backfired is that whenever Moon Zappa recorded her vocal and stuff on yeah. Valley Girl, it was all because she was so fucking pissed off at all these dumbass Valley Girl kids. And yeah, then, and she was making fun of them. Yeah, but then through the success of that and then the movie, it's like people are like, what a cool way to talk. Yeah. And it spread. And the fact is that it was never actually a widespread way people talked until the movies picked it up yeah now the one thing that comes from that era that i think survived no matter what is the use of like mm -hmm. but that actually wasn't a valley girl thing anyway so most of the valley girl speech was made up for movies and majority of it has never been said by human beings in a real context gag me with a spoon yeah who's ever said that <laughs> a lot but of people it, now but yeah it's really funny to base that in this entire idea that influenced 80s to 90s cinema gave us clueless one of the best comedies great. of all time yeah fantastic not not one of the funniest comedies of all time it's funny but it's just such a great put together movie uh that was like, I think, the height, the very apex of Valley Girl, but also it made sense. Except for one thing in Clueless. She isn't from the valley. Oh. Yeah. That's kind of problematic. Yeah. Remember, she goes to the valley for that party and yeah. then like gets robbed and then she calls she Paul Rudd and there. says she's in the valley. And yeah. Yeah. 
Huh. Not a Valley girl. An so, import. Yeah, she's just regular old California girl. Anyway. Well, shit. But yeah, the, val- the Valley girl stuff, I think, adds to it, but it also subtracts from Buffy sometimes. Like, I think it would have served better to make maybe her friends the ditzy valley girls and her more of like the she can talk to them she can fit in with them or whatever but maybe she's a little detached yeah like i wanted some more indication that buffy before donald sutherland came along was somewhat different yeah more than just yeah more than just she's some regular girl who happens to have been reincarnated several times like, I feel like that would affect who she is now. You'd think. But, yeah. Yeah. It's not a big issue, though. It's still a funny movie. I'll tell you one thing about the movie that I, I did think was really great uh, and really well done. There's two sets in the movie that I thought were really awesome. One being the set of the prom and like all the like uh-huh. cardboard shit that they made. Yeah, the theme like of the prom makes no sense. No. Hug the world. Hug the world. But it looked great. It looked like an actual prom. Yeah. Whereas like a lot of movies you see where they have a prom, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, no, it's like no a $10,000 budget prom. Sure. Right. Yeah. But then also the amusement park. Uh, well, it's not like a amusement park. It's like a fairground carnival. Kind oh, of yeah. Thing mm-hmm. That has all those like crazy huge animals and yeah. like, the Ferris wheel and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That all looks so cool. It like did. somebody it built all that shit. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of detail in it. And we go back to that set a few times in the movie because that's where I guess the vampires kind of hang yeah, out. Yeah, it's the uh, first time we meet the vampires when David Arquette's coming through. We see yeah. Paul Rubens. And then, yeah, it goes back to it a couple more times after. But yeah, you're right. Really cool. Really impressive. That may have been already there. Might have been. I mean, because they shot in LA. Like, there, there are tons of places around LA that it's like. That's for shooting movies. <laughs> like that's specifically there <laughs> that's to where make, they make the movies over yeah. there. You got any uh, closing thoughts about this thing, Steve? Anything yeah, else you want to point I out? Do. Okay, so before, uh, so when I sat down and watched this movie, I didn't do any research. I always do this: I watch the movie first before doing research, and then I'll do the research, and then I watch the movie. Go again. in dry. Yeah. When I watched it, I was like, enjoyable, still fun. Yeah, still totally. Like Did some research, watched it, felt depressed. Yeah. Yeah, knowing, knowing that it's nothing like how its creator intended, and then yeah. fucking pedophiles. And yeah, the pedophile part was the real rough part. <laughs> yeah, that'll rub you the wrong way. Yeah, because like with Luke, Luke Perry, he died young. That's sad, but it's also like, well, I've had some time to process it. It was like May when it yeah. happened. Rucker Howard, he was older. People die. Yeah, but pedophilia, for some reason, not my fave. I'm just not <laughs> I can think of a few reasons why it's I'm not. I'm not your a big fan of yeah, it. Yeah, not so a fan. So I would, I, I, I wish, I wish it wasn't the case. Yeah, yeah, that's that's regrettable. And, and because he's the best part of the movie, yeah, that kind of takes a lot from it. Definite drag. So it's still fun, funny movie. The truth is. Any movie you watch probably been tainted by some pedophile. Apparently so, they everywhere. Yeah. So I guess just push past it. Try to not think about it. <laughs> Wee! Yay! <laughs> so for me, though, if, if, we're, if we're ranking this movie, I think that this movie, one, it's, it's not as good as the show, and that once you've seen the show and go back... It's disappointing. It's like, oh man. So they could, she could have been even stronger and way cooler, but you get it. 
and the movie still stands alone as a fun, funny movie. It's a little inconsistent, but it's still enjoyable. So for me, it's like, let's take some pedophile points off. Six and a half. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of right there with you, honestly, where, again, I didn't grow up with this movie, so I don't have that childhood connection with it or anything like that. I saw it for the first time as a a grown-ass man. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> and I just I just enjoy it because it's just dumb and fun. It is. And also, again, bonus points for me, it's just so 90s as fuck. You it know, is. You know I love anything. It's so 90s. Yeah. That yellow leather jacket. Oh, my God. Just, so sick. What the fuck? So sick, uh-huh. man. Yeah, everything about it is just so perfectly early 90s. Mm-hmm. And it's in California and stuff. And it's like, that, yeah. to, that to me is just... All the like neon stuff in the background. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. Yeah, it's like, what better place to have a, a movie than fucking California yeah. in the early 90s? Exactly. Yeah, I like, wish. Yeah, I wish that was a possibility to go back in time. Not to change anything, but just to shoot a film. <laughs> yeah. So it gets instant cool points for me for, for those purposes. I think that it's, it's funny... I think the fact that the lore is kind of all over the place yeah. doesn't really matter that no, much it's not to a me. Big deal. You know, I don't, I don't think this thing was ever trying to paint itself as like a serious contribution to I vampire mean, mythos. The opening is Monster Squad esque, which kind of sets up like this is supposed to be funny. Yeah, like, I think supposed so. to be laughing. Yeah. Also, Rucker Howard's fake beard and stuff in flashbacks <laughs> is just pathetic. It yeah. just looks like a bunch of pubes it just glued to his face. It looks awful. Uh, but yeah, I do enjoy this movie, and it's also pretty short, so, you know... Yeah, hour 25. It doesn't overstay its no, welcome it or anything like that. I do want to go through and watch the TV series. It seems pretty unanimous that everybody's like, oh, the TV series is way better. Mm-hmm. Way, way, way better. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know, maybe I'll give that a, a try sometime. Kate's been enjoying it so far, so maybe I'll try to catch up to it. Should. I think I'm with you. I think about a six and a half. Six and a half. For me, is where this thing is going to sit. Pretty good one to kick off our month of no vampire. Oh, yeah. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about one of the all-time heavyweight champs of vampire Interview movies. With a vampire. Oh, my Lord. This is one that, like, I'm shocked we haven't done. Well, it's it's not been up for vote for No Vampire, and we don't really do vampire movies outside of No Vampire. I wonder why we didn't put it up for vote before. I don't know. I'm not really sure it's about crazy. it. crazy. Yeah. Huh. But, yeah, I, I'm excited. And it's... It's a good intro for Twilight, too. Oh, my God. Because Twilight yeah. definitely stole so much Bastardizes from it. Bastardizes yeah. so much from it. So, yeah, that'll be good to watch that. And then later on in the month, I'm just seeing this Twilight. entire month as an intro to Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing my whole career as a podcaster so far as a, <laughs> an intro to Twilight, you know? Yeah. yeah so that'll be a fun one. So be sure to tune in for that next week. You guys, if you enjoy the show, uh, do us two huge favors. Go on iTunes, rate and review those five star reviews on iTunes. Really help this podcast. Show up in the searches and your dollar papers through Patreon. Help us keep this thing going and buy cool merchandise and all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, and also we have t-shirts uh, yeah. still available. I think we're about halfway through them. Nice. I think we ordered about 60. So, I mean, what do you yeah. want to be, you know, not cool? Yeah, are you trying to be not cool out there? Is that what's going on? Is that the deal? You want to be yeah. one of those uncools? Oh, no, you want to be cool. I'm one of the extreme sizes. I, I want a small. You probably don't have those. Oh, we uh, do. We do. We got we like do. four we got left. Uh huh. Uh, we got some triple XLs. All are welcome. Well. All, All are welcome. Are welcome. So be sure to drop us an email at no oh, uh, dadandlovelypod at gmail dot com, yeah. and you can pay us on PayPal. Just email with uh, your size. Oh, email with your order. I will send you back a total with the shipping, and then you can pay us on PayPal, and I will have it out the next business day. 
everybody's been getting everything within a, a couple days. So I'm loving these pictures people yeah. been putting up of them wearing them shirts. Everybody's yeah. looking like either a hunk or a fox <laughs> or both. Yeah, foxy yeah. hunk. That Tim Stone. Foxy hunk. He's a foxy hunk. Definite foxy mm-hmm. hunk. We all know that. It is known. <laughs> so you guys be sure to hit us up, get a shirt, solve your upper nudity situation. We're going to help you out with that. Well, you guys have been fantastic. We have been dead and lovely. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys are having a wonderful month of No Vampire. And we will catch up with you next time. Mo Tell your children not to walk my way. Tell your children not to hear my words. What a few what what is there? We'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye.